Hi, everyone. Welcome to uh, the inaugural episode of... I have to read this because I'm going to forget. Tig and Grok's Useless Hour for Stupid Idiots. I'm Grok. With me is Tig, as always. Tig's How's Vancouver Island? Uh, You know, it's actually been really hot this week, and I don't like that because I melt. (laughs) Otherwise, can't complain. We have very little COVID on the island compared to elsewhere, so... Yeah, uh, (laughs) take it as it comes. As somebody who uh, would, who would uh, praise God by name for your heat and COVID status, uh, a little jealous about that. It is, uh, the sun is going down and it's still 90 degrees over here. 90 Fahrenheit, even numbers. That's, uh, yeah, that'll do it. (laughs) So this is, this is our first episode and, um. I think this one's going to be kind of loose. We got a lot of questions in the thread. Yeah, we did. It actually filled up pretty quickly. Yeah, I was Only expecting... Only half of them like, are Jobin, too. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. I mean, even without half of them being Jobin, there's still an entire page of multi-question posts, which I was not expecting at all. Not on the first day, at least, but... You know what? People are getting, a, getting us paid for the content, so... Right, yeah, they're giving Thank us you. content Thank to get you paid all. for. Yeah, so I'm down. I'm I'm with it. Uh, so I think this episode is going to be a little bit of a special one since we have so many questions. We'll just kind of go down the list uh, and talk about all these, and then next week we'll kind of settle into a format. Uh, I think the the goal we kind of talked about this. The goal is going to be talk about some current events in the league, answer some questions. Maybe talk about a little bit of pop culture, uh, do some fun and games, maybe a guest once in a while. Sounds like a plan. But let's go down these questions for today. And uh, because the, the biggest piece of news around the league right now is the uh, <laughs> is happening in the Thunderdome. And I have no interest in talking about that here. <laughs> That's usually a good call. <laughs> Hey, sometimes I'm into it, sometimes I'm not. Uh, this uh, is better, one of better to observe from afar and just kind of watch. On this one, I think so. Uh, so let's hit this thread. First question. Uh, well, Fred says hi. Hi, Fred. Hi, How's Fred. it going? Uh, first question's from Blues Fan. Blues Fan asks, first, any surprise IIHF teams this season? Tig, any thoughts? Um, Japan actually did really well. You know, that's exactly what I was thinking. I wasn't expecting um, Japan to do as well as they did. I mean, I knew they were going to be better, but I didn't think they were going to be that better that fast. Yeah, they they kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, they, like they were a team that I know um, last season uh, for Ireland, we were kind of in the thick of it with them and managed to squeak into the quarterfinals. But uh, they they got in this year and they actually did really well for themselves. It's great to see yeah, it on it. And I mean, a couple of really good users involved in that too. That's uh, uh, previously known as Manto. Now I don't. I think they changed their name on the forums. And uh, TNL Acetine, uh, Monkey V Luffy. That's those two, right? Yeah, I believe so. Um, they're yeah, they're definitely on Japan. I don't know who. I actually <clears throat> don't remember who is the Fed head by any means. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, those I'm, are the... I'm, I'm a useless co-Fed head. I actually don't pay <laughs> nearly as much attention as the job deserves. I actually stepped down today. So. <laughs> oh yeah, I was looking at that hiring Ireland co-head like uh, 
<laughs> was that you or was that somebody? Oh no, that was me. Oh, no, it was no. definitely you. I see yeah, your name no. there. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I was I was there to do lines mostly and just help uh, help Bloomy get settled in. He he uh, took the Fed head job because no one else really mm-hmm. wanted it. Right. Um, and uh, it was kind of his first crack at management experience, so I just jumped in to help out as much as I could early. And I think he's got it under control now. So yeah, uh, especially yeah. with it's it's an intense like week and a half, but only having to do a week and a half of work every like three months makes it really easy to get into uh into managing and uh in IHF. Yeah, and the nice part about Ireland is we didn't have to make any difficult roster decisions because every active mm-hmm. player is on the roster. Right. By default. It's it's perfect. <laughs> Couldn't work out any better. Yeah, so surprise IHF teams, definitely uh definitely Japan. Uh I'm personally a little surprised that uh Great Britain managed to do so well without me for their first season. I'm not surprised at all. I knew they were gonna do well, but bummer that Cedric's finally uh finally retired. Yeah, um, I mean, you. How was your IIHF career? I don't call. Uh, one World Juniors gold. Uh, riding the bench for Team USA, my rookie season. Right. Uh, immediately before I, before I jump ship for GB, and then uh, two golds, a silver, and a bronze in eight seasons of IIHF. Yeah, that'll do it. I jumped. I, mm-hmm. I got onto the big squad right at the um, kind of the middle of Ireland's peak. With mm-hmm. the, the five feet, so I right. was there for the last three, and then the silver at the end, and then right. since then it's kind of been rough. Uh, you Let's you call rough. it you call it the silver. I call it our gold. You know what? Like, a... There there are different sides to every story. <laughs> I don't really like your side. Uh, thoughts on the rookie of the year candidates? I assume this is rookie of the year for SHL. Right, I don't know if SMJHL Rookie of the Year is announced. I haven't paid super close attention. Um, um, oh, that's actually a really good question. I have a thought on this. Uh, are uh, you? Do you need a moment? You go. You go. Yeah. So uh, my thought on this is uh, sorry to anybody else who was involved. I know I'll sound like a homer here, but I mean, it's gonna be Epoch, right? How could it be anybody else? That that was my thought. Um. I know. Pe- pe- ever since we switched over to FHM, people's trust of goaltending stats has gone right through the floor. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, I got, it's I got thoughts on that. We'll we'll circle oh. back. I got thoughts on that. <laughs> oh, we we I have thoughts on it too. <laughs> Joba's coming up in the thread. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, no, I th- I think I mean it's it's pretty pretty obvious that like yeah i mean wins to a degree are not just the goaltender mm-hmm. but she had a fabulous season yeah but you and like you, you can't, can't super, argue with that you can't really argue with playing well above well above the average uh getting the not the all rookie team but the first all-star team nod yeah and running away with the uh president's trophy by not a particularly close margin, if I remember correctly. I need to look at the standings. I don't think Hamilton was that far behind Buffalo, but it was, I think it was like six uh, points. It was like six points, yeah. Yeah. Six points from Hamilton and then 12 points from Chicago. Yeah. Um, I don't but know. I think, I mean, I I think, think it's hard. 
I think it's hard to argue with that. And I feel bad for not being super tuned into it and not actually knowing off the top of my head who the other rookie of the year candidates are. But I mean, in, in my opinion, and some people might get mad about this. It doesn't really matter because it's pretty clear that, uh, that you've actually run away with this one. I, I think, yeah, with rookie of the year, I think you kind of have to look at it mm-hmm. just because so many rookies are coming into the league and they're lower TPE. You have to look at who is outperforming relative to their, you know, position, their status in the league. Right. And the, the only one that I would say was legitimately a star player this year as a rookie was Evoc. For sure. I, I would strongly agree with that. Um, so that that would be my thoughts on that. Um, as you said, I'm I'm also not super up on the other rookies in the class. Mm-hmm. Uh, I my my focus tends to be more on the J just because it kind of has to be. Right. Yeah, <laughs> um, you just I, know who you lost last season. You don't know how they did. You just know they're gone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> once once people leave Detroit, they're dead to me. I just forget they ever existed. <laughs> they get brown names. They're not yeah. important anymore. Yeah. Exactly. And um, a question a question for you in here. Uh, Tig, do you think Edward Williams was robbed of the Fala? I'll be delicate with this one, Blues. Um, robbed is a strong word. I think... I, I do think he should have won. Um, I do understand the reasons that it was a you, you know, it was a tough call. A, that a different decision was made. Yes. I do understand some of the reasons for it. I just don't necessarily agree with them. <laughs> um, I, I think when a player is the driving force behind the literal best team ever in the SMJHL, and he laps the scoring lead like that, He had a lot of pims, mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> we had we had the highest, mm-hmm. uh, you know, PK in the league, uh, PK percentage <laughs> in the league. We also took the least pims overall. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he put us in a lot of trouble overall. Um, so I, 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 just, I just struggle to not look at that and say like, yeah, Teddy should have won just based on how ridiculous his season was. Although, it, like, yeah, it's tough though because like Blues did really have have a really good season, um, mm-hmm. and it was on a team where he like just frankly didn't have quite as much help um, in terms of the strength of the roster. But at the same time, you know, Teddy was the one driving Falcons for so long. Like we look at you look at the start we got off to. He had like twelve points in the first three games or something, and it, mm-hmm. like, you see, like he's the one that's driving it. He's not just kind of leeching points yeah. off of his line mates. Uh, right. not, that, not that Blues was by any means. I, I'm, just, I'm just saying like it gets back to that original point where the guy driving the bus probably is the most valuable player, especially when that bus is mm-hmm. like gold-plated. I think that's a very diplomatic response. Uh, it was, it, I, I, I had to try just because, you know, it's a, it, <laughs> it, it was a sore spot on the day for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go on to some questions from Phalax. Phalax starts with a question for both of us. What is your favorite Detroit memory? It was uh, slam dunk for me. <laughs> oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. 
Um, that's honestly probably up there for me too. Just it's not my number one, but uh, yeah, I, I'm assuming that you're saying the cup win, and yes. that's probably top five for me, even though I wasn't terribly close to the team at that point. Just we've been involved with that group and that locker room for a long time. Yeah, it's two years and two weeks. For for those of you guys who understand the context of Detroit and the time that Grok and I have been around, that win was just you you can't touch that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) After after leading the league, you know, multiple lore for trophies in both of our careers and beyond. Yeah. uh, After getting all the way to finals several times and losing in five and six games. After yeah, two, it, <laughs> two real life years of heartbreak around being objectively a top two team and not being able to convert into the number one team. It was, it was that. And also just the way we lost in the playoffs a few times mm-hmm. to the point where I, I, I was basically just a sight meme for a solid year and a half right. after that that series versus Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, just like the whole Scotty Croft thing ordeal. Um, right. Just that, like hearing that every day just yeah. sucked. Because there's nothing you could do about it. It's like you got boomed. It was hilarious for everyone other than your team. Right. Um, Even to an what, extent... It was hilarious to everyone but you because they get to go on and go to other teams. Your legacy is still here. Yeah, it that one wears on me still. Like it just every time I think of it, it just hurts because it was so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Losing to Carolina late in the S forties, or I think they were still Montreal. It was the last season they were in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and we won game one, and. It all seemed to be fine. Uh, then we, we like we were test semi against them, and we were up. I, I think our odds to win each individual game was about seventy five, almost eighty percent. Like we were pretty well slapping them around. Mm-hmm. Um, they won the next four, and I did the yep. math on that, and the chances of that happening were like less than a percent. Yep. And it, it, there's a point where it's it's not like real sports where you can. You can sit there and you can look at the players that played and be like, "Did they work hard enough? Did I know? Did they bear down?" It's just like, no, <laughs> these are ones and zeros. <laughs> at some point, you just have to kind of sit back and watch it happen, and either it works for you or it doesn't. Um, right. But man, we, we the way we lost some of those series was just Rough, so brutal. heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. So by the time we actually get to the S fifty three win, especially with the group mm-hmm. we had for that for that win. Just mm-hmm. some of, some of the most phenomenal users that Detroit has ever had, right? Um, and it was like because we came in in that really awesome, you know, S forty two J class, right? Yeah. My entire like my goal, one of my goals anyway, other than winning a cup for my entire tenure so far as Detroit's GM, was to mm-hmm. have another draft class like that that just carries a dressing room right. and is just hyperactive, super tight knit. Um, and then we did it, and then we we were rewarded mm-hmm. with a cup the season later. It was just right, it was pretty they're perfect. They're still going, even as alumni. Oh yeah, no, like it's 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 a very tightly knit group. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's what made it so special is just everyone was so close. Right. Um, I still kind of, you know, I pat myself on the back for that draft class occasionally just because <laughs> I, I don't know how I did it. Honestly, I, I remember getting yelled at a couple times in GM chat as the draft was going on. Cause I kept picking guys like a pick above where they were going to go to somebody else. Right. Um, <laughs> hey, sometimes you just hit, sometimes just every uh, single one's a hit. It happens. It, it couldn't have worked out any better. Sometimes, um, uh, sometimes you're, uh, you're on whatever that most recent Green Day album is. Some days you're on Thriller. That one was on Thriller. I get it. Exactly. Couldn't have said it better myself. So uh, my favorite Detroit memory will still always, always be the uh, the uh, Jay wins record. And I know that that's selfish a little bit because I wasn't directly involved in the Cup win, so I can't really say I made claim to that. But being able to set the Jay wins record probably forever with the way that FHM uh, handles goaltending and the way that Jay has goalies and actives and the number of actives that there are. Yeah, it would be very difficult. Yeah, being able to set that record in a season where we also won a Lorifer and get another Corker into that season was just... It was a really cool way to put who is what is probably... Uh, and yeah, I'm going to toot my own horn on this one. What is probably one of, if not the greatest J goaltenders ever of the, I, of I, the would, HSA, I would say it's pretty conclusively the best. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I, I just, I can't see it being anyone mm-hmm. else. Just the number of wins. Mm-hmm. What was it? Two, two Corcoran's and a second uh, place finish. Three Corcoran's and a second place finish. Jesus. Yeah. Four <laughs> seasons, four nominations, three wins. And did you win an MVP at one point? Uh, one, I think. Okay, and you were you were definitely a final. You were you were finalist as a rookie, which was insane. Yeah. Let me let me look at my trophy case real quick. <laughs> uh, what a problem to have. Wouldn't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, two Lorifers as a player, three Corcorans as a player. Nominated the one season I didn't get it. Okay. Uh, won a Lindsay. Nominated for a Lindsay. Nominated for an Enrikinen, nominated for a Fala. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah, if there was a J Hall. I'd be in it, but there isn't. Wah. We should. Uh, we we should. We should have a J Hall. Honestly, it, it'd be nice someday. Uh, just a lot there's, of. Work. There's a lot of history in the J that's just kind of neglected if we don't. Honestly, it's gone. Uh, but yeah, uh, no, that that that's uh, definitely a good memory. Um, yeah, I, like I definitely remember like when we were still playing in, in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Those, those were some really good times. Just unfortunate sure. that uh, didn't go any uh, better as far as cups. I still remember. Or, I think it was our, our rookie year. I took a, a penalty in uh, Game Seven overtime against Kelowna, <laughs> and we we got scored on. <laughs> I just never, like people will point to the Scotty Crawfling thing and say like you will never get dunked on by a sim as hard as that. I'm pretty sure like <laughs> being getting the goat horns like that in your rookie season, that's pretty brutal. <laughs> so uh, we are on question post number two, and we've been going for 20 minutes, so let's keep rolling. Oh, wow, we got yeah. two more in here. Uh, so for me, thoughts on Vancouver headed into the season. So the way that I'll kind of put it, to put it in context, is... Uh, the first 
Uh, the first primetime PT was Anchorage versus Vancouver. I took Anchorage 4-2. to two. But in the playoffs, or in the uh, J standings, I have Vancouver making the playoffs. That's kind of where I'm at right now. There's a really good rookie crop. There's a lot of people that are around the bubble getting close to capping. I think it's a fringe playoff team, but I it's there's going to be some, some tough times getting there, especially with two new defensive centers that need a lot of TPE to be useful. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, what? Uh, who, who else is in your division? I uh, feel Anchorage like probably and there, Anchorage and Kelowna. Oh yeah, that's a mm-hmm. that's a tough one. I was gonna say if you were in a pool with uh, Nevada, that might be the difference. That'd but... be very easy, but unfortunately not. I think that as the season goes on, we got a shot at taking wins off of Anchorage or Kelowna to get up into the playoffs, but. Yep. The early season is going to be very hard, and we're going to lose a lot of points. Yeah, it, it also wouldn't be the first time that teams kind of turn things on and around the 25-game mark and uh, and squeak their way in. Right, for sure. Um, like, you, you, you can actually creep up quite a bit in terms of player usefulness um, after the first two weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. Players really start hitting their stride about uh, around 250 TPE uh, for some of those top earners. Right. Um, so that, that's where you start to see them pop off a little bit. Mm-hmm. As long as they're getting an opportunity, which is not necessarily the case on any given team. But, um, depend, depends on how the roster shape, shapes up. Right, yeah. Uh, take a question for you. How do you feel Hamilton stacks up with the other big boys in the East? Um, I mean, we were doing very, very well as um, a team that was not necessarily the highest in TPE, and then we traded for two guys who were almost 2,000 TPE. Right. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that's that's probably a good sign. Um, mm-hmm. They they, also, they fit our system and our roster pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm not the coach in Hamilton by any means, um, so I don't have any idea where they're slated to play or who they're going to play with. But um, all I know is that uh, after being the number one D on Hamilton for most of my time there, I'm now pretty well close to being the fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, that's, that's going to be interesting. Not by anything against you either, by a matter of smart drafting, smart trading and, you know, when you say fourth D, you're not talking about like 1,200 TPE. You're talking about what, like 1,600 still? I, I, normally, I'd agree, but one of those D is Gabe Johnson. Um, so that, well, that's a we bit we have some questions about that coming up. Okay, yeah, we'll we'll get we'll touch on you know that son of a bitch later. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I think ultimately what it comes down to is no matter what happens in the regular season, it's going to be. And I mean, yeah. I don't feel bad saying this at all. It's going to be Buffalo, Hamilton, Chicago, Manhattan in the playoffs. Uh, I would say that's yeah. I I I'll I'll, yeah. I'll put it out there right now. There, that's what's going to happen. I can't see it being any other way. Honestly, it would take a really, really <laughs> bad season from one of those teams to not make it. And you know that's possible. Um, would take, you could just I, get absolutely brutally unlucky. But I. Also, I don't even think crazy. that. Honestly, even if you even an unlucky team in that conference is still getting twenty six wins, which is going to put them in. I think it would take like a locker room blow up, blow up, sell off, 
get rid of the whole team, lose three like eighteen hundred forwards for yeah. for any of these teams to fall out of contention. Because I mean, you take we haven't we haven't seen a situation like that recently. So no, um, absolutely not. It's impossible. Um, <laughs> but uh, like if you take Buffalo and just pull out that entire second line of like fifteen hundred to nineteen hundred TPE forwards and replace them with league average players, that's still a playoff team in that conference. Like maybe they're fighting yeah. with uh, New England a little bit, but it's not I, particularly close. I I don't know that New England still has the juice. They they really got rid of a lot of their top guys. They did pick up an 1800 TPE player from uh from San Francisco. They sure did. Uh that was kind of a, a weird. But I guess, I guess that was that was Bilbo, right? Yeah. I yeah, I think I'd heard that Bilbo yeah. wanted to go back. If the so, price is right. That, that makes sense. You know, you people first. Mhm. Um we got a question from Premier Bromanov next. Uh, how much do you regret not having me on your team? Oh, that's a good question. You know, when you see those ads online, it's just like these, you know, really underfed dogs in a third world country. <laughs> Here's Sarah uh, McLaughlin in the corner. <laughs> yeah, Sarah, Sarah McLaughlin's like playing a song, and I, you, you just you feel so bad seeing this like pit bull in Nepal or something. It looks like it's starving, <laughs> and you want to do something so badly, but you know that realistically you can never help that specific dog. That's kind <laughs> of how I feel about Tampa Bay players. Yeah, I feel you. Um, I mean, so be... I, I do lose a little bit of sleep over it, Mr. Bromanov. Um, it's tough. Yeah, Carry on. Cool. We, could, we could maybe maybe find a slot if we uh, traded Joe's corpse off of Buffalo. Maybe there'd be a third-line spot, but I'm not sure. <laughs> that's that's that was a weird trade. I I I know there's there's reasons for it, but like that still felt weird. <laughs> it it yeah yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting, right? Because that's that's always been kind of Joe's goal is get get his player onto his hometown team for at least one season, maybe the last season. I yeah. don't think anybody expected Joe and Finn to have the. Uh, I that the relationship that, that they do. That but, was more my point of surprise. Yeah, but I mean, it makes sense. It was not a total rip of a trade against New Orleans, although I think Buffalo still came out a little bit ahead, just because there was sentimental value attached, and uh, as many of us know, and I'm sure uh, in the psychopath, probably not a real psychopath, but maybe. Oh, uh, I, no. We can't discount the possibility. We can't. Uh, as they all know, sentimental value can be converted into uh, quite a bit of real value. Yeah, but it was still relatively fair. Yeah, I mean, like at at that point, you know, it's just make a deal that kind of works for both sides, and um, it doesn't make it not weird. But you know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just going to be weird. <laughs> we're going yeah, to we're going to see. Yeah, we're going to see Joe. Uh, to our knowledge so far, we're going to see Joe on opening night uh, on in a green and yellow sweater. That's weird. That's so weird. <laughs> so yeah, so to answer your question, Premier Romanov, uh, it's going to be weird to see Joe in a Buffalo sweater. Yes. Cool. The exact question uh, he asked. Good yes, job. Exactly. Uh, for, uh, okay, so we got some questions from Gabe. Uh, 
he's asking questions to both of us, so I'll kind of alternate. Starting from me, uh, how surprised were you to go to Vancouver at 8th? You enjoying it there so far? So, yeah, I mean, Vancouver's got a good crop. I will say I'm very surprised that I wound up going there. Uh, very surprised. So, for those of you who are maybe new to the league or maybe weren't paying attention to the J at the time, uh, there was some beef between me and some Vancouver management and Vancouver alumni uh, when, as commissioner, my head office hired MCP to the Vancouver position. That's still a decision that I stand by putting him in that uh, in that GM position. He had the best application. We can litigate that over and over forever and ever. Amen. Uh, I kind of anticipated based on that and based on the fact that their management group still had some people from that time, then maybe there would be some residual resentment and maybe I wouldn't go there. It turns out everything's totally fine. It's been great. Everyone's been super welcoming. The new rookie class is a lot of fun. Uh, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I I, I know um, several of the people involved with the Whalers from mm-hmm. Hamilton and just from being around. They're, they're, they're good people there. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, Mills is a great guy. Um, yeah, wound up, wound up going a lot better than I kind of anticipated. Yeah. I definitely didn't expect going there, and at first thought it was a uh, maybe a uh, revenge pick for the uh, draft day trade up to get JSS. Did, did, did I tell you what happened? No, no, uh, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't. It wasn't not a revenge pick. <laughs> um, we we were in. Uh, Nora and I were in voice chat with um, with Mills and uh, Gabe, who's in Vancouver management, during the draft. <laughs> um, so the deal we had worked out to get JSS uh, at six, we didn't mm-hmm. announce it until it was uh, the pick was on the clock, uh, specifically because right. we were just worried because we knew that Vancouver really wanted JSS. Right. Uh, so we uh, we held off on announcing it just so they didn't get any funny ideas and like throw a huge offer to move up. One pick right, ahead, to, and then we, then we wouldn't have been able to do anything about it. Right, um, like you, you didn't want them to get the chance to trade up into the Carolina pick that they <laughs> definitely didn't trade up to get Joe with. Yes, exactly. Right. Um. <laughs> so then uh, we posted the trade in the GM chat, and then we just kind of sat there in voice chat with Mills until he noticed. <laughs> uh, he immediately just was like, "Okay, we're taking Grok." <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, I've never respected something more. <laughs> I just, I sat there. I was just like, "Yeah, fair enough, man." Like, and I mean, I don't, I don't think it was any secret that we were targeting uh, JSS and you. Right. Um, oh, we were just, we were hoping that you were going to be there for our our second pick in the mm-hmm. first round. Um, obviously, it didn't work out. We still got JP, which I'm really happy about. Oh yeah, uh, JP, great, great guy. Yeah. Um. I told him we can only be friends if we get drafted to different teams, and we did, so we're friends. Oh, perfect. Yep. Um, but yeah, so uh, it it wasn't not a revenge pick. It was a it was definitely a pick. They, they, they like I, mm-hmm. I know that they they did want you. It wasn't just the yeah. screw take, but it, there was a little bit of mm-hmm. screw take to it. Right. Of course. Um, as as all good decisions have. Well, yeah, there has to be a little bit there. Um, right. Uh, so I'm going to give this ne- next one to you. Uh, for Tig, how have you been coping with the trauma of being passed in TPE by Gabe Johnson? Um, well, I'm just kind of holding on a bit to see how we do as a team. 
because uh, I have Stevens and two cups as the team's best defenseman. Mm-hmm. And um, he's going to have to really kind of pull his weight now. Um, <laughs> as now that I'm the fourth defenseman or whatever I am now, I'm just not maybe going to try as hard. Yeah, that just means you're special teams and whatever. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, maybe maybe I'm a Bojo threat now that maybe I'll be the guy that doesn't uh, that actually gets PK time because uh, it won't tire me out as much if I'm on the second pair. <laughs> um, so maybe I can actually compete for a Bojo now. Yeah, maybe. Uh, that'll be up to the coaches, though. Right, yeah. And it'll be up to the awards committee, too. Well, yes. Maybe they'll change their mind yeah. about how they feel about PK time as a part of the Bojo requirements. I, 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 I agree with it to a degree. I, I, I do agree with it. Um, it just it just sucked because I, um, I allowed like less than half the goals against for sixty of the guy who won, and it was just like, damn it! If I and we didn't take very many penalties either, so it's like my my PK time, even right. if I played a lot, would have been comparatively low. Um, if you right. did it per game, but mm-hmm. damn, I didn't play any PK. Time. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting there at the end of the season. I'm just like, ah, that probably isn't going to help my case. Everything else <laughs> helps my case. <laughs> but uh, so it is. So it is. Yeah, it is what it is. Uh, switch back to a question for me. How difficult have the first few days of being my Gabe Johnson's best friend been? Is your commitment wavering? So let me start with one thing, and that is that I appreciate the, uh, I appreciate the pluck, but we are just good friends right now. I wouldn't say best yet. We're we're getting there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I I had not interacted with Gabe a single time you know, on the entire site. Drop into Vancouver chat uh, after, by the way, let me point this out because I'm still annoyed by it. After answering a uh, interested prospects question about why Gabe Johnson sucks. What the fuck is the point? What rookie is going to know about that? You know who you are, and your question was bad and stupid. Uh, anyways, after that, Ultimately I was like... necessary, though. I was like, look, there's two things here. Number one, uh, this this question is silly, uh, and I don't understand that this meme is silly, and I don't get it. And number two, I can't be angry at somebody whose name is Gabe. My brother, my brother's name is Gabe. I can't be angry at somebody with the same name as my as my younger brother. So I told Gabe in my first night in Vancouver chat that I was not going to pick on him, and instead I was going to pick on JSS because JSS deserves it. That's that's actually a fair point. JSS does deserve it. Yeah, uh, I will I will say though that Gabe saying best friends and then getting shut down is probably still the most vicious thing I've seen happen to Gabe this week. So even, oh, no. even though you're not trying to, this is fantastic. I'm just so happy that this happened. Hey, we'll get there. We'll get there. Maybe we'll have him on the show sometime. I can't wait for friends. him to listen to this part. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are still good friends. Uh, and I'm still not picking on him. That's I'm just, true. That's true. Just making sure that the language is beneficial for us both. Uh, right. So, Tig, how's the outlook for Detroit over the next few seasons with that S53 class going up to the big leagues? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, so, losing that class <clears throat> sucks. 
Yeah. Uh, we lost a lot of them this off season, um, which, yeah, it sucks. Um, we were kind of hoping that a lot more of them were going to be four-year guys. Um, but unfortunately, that was not mm-hmm. the case. Yeah. And, um, and as, as, I mean, we GM together, I shouldn't have to say as a co-GM, as a previous GM, you know, in the J, you're kind of hoping that when you draft a first gen, when you draft a first gen high, that they're going to stick around for four seasons, even if they're max earners. You're hoping yeah. they're getting drafted to some of the best teams in the league. And like, that's the dream, right? Is yeah. You draft, I, yeah. You draft them yeah. high, they cap out, they fall to like seven or eight and get drafted by a competitor who just doesn't have space on the roster. That's what you're hoping for. And it just didn't pan out for some of these guys. Yeah, no, it's it, it is what it is. I think you you just kind of you you pick based on personality fit, and then just let the chips fall where they where they do. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that's all you really can do. I mean, the most efficient pick that uh, that you can have in the SMJHL is picking a guy that max earns to four twenty five and then ghosts. Right. Um, that is that is the optimal pick in terms of just actual team performance. Right. <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> Right. It's okay Rest if it is. happens occasionally because you know you have a useful enough inactive player, and sometimes that's mm-hmm. just good for supporting the team. But Rest you'd, you'd rather coops. that person that was clearly very invested enough to get to the, the TPE cap to actually stick around. Right. Um, so at the end of the day, you're we're here to graduate players to the to the SHL, and mm-hmm. we want them to go on and have good careers, and we want them to be excited about going up. So like, mm-hmm. I don't want to like, get it in people's heads that are just like, oh, we kind of expect that you're going to be around for four seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, because then they kind of feel guilty about it. And I know some, even some of the guys <laughs> talking to them when they were getting ready to go up, they're, they're, they said they felt bad. And I was just like, don't, don't feel bad. Like, we accomplished our goal. We mm-hmm. won a cup. We had the best team of all time. You have absolutely mm-hmm. no reason to feel bad about what we accomplished. <laughs> um, I should feel bad about what my player accomplished in Detroit, not you. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, that kind of just goes to show like how close those guys were um mm-hmm. so it, it does suck to kind of see them spreading out a bit mm-hmm. um but detroit is still home base for them yeah and the good um, news is like even from a competitiveness standpoint just looking at preseason detroit's still going to be a player for the postseason i yeah we ended up getting luke mcmaster back which i was not expecting he kind of went mm-hmm. inactive right around the playoffs it looks like mm-hmm. and his his activity had been spotty recently anyway Mm-hmm. Um, but we still expected Toronto to sign him and bring him up. Um, and then that that changed very, very quickly um, right after the expansion draft. Um, so he's mm-hmm. he's back, and that kind of changed the complexion of of the forward core a little bit. Right. Uh, having another, or like a really quality 425 centerman. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also, um, in our wheelings and dealings around the draft, picked up a, a 360 TP defenseman. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it was good value. Uh, we weren't necessarily looking to add to our team just because we wanted to compete. Just We needed a defenseman. It was part of the deal. worked out. Um, mm-hmm. it, and that actually could turn out to be a pretty good thing for us because we are looking a little bit deeper than I initially expected. Um, yeah. So this, this year could be interesting. I don't think we'll be at the top by any means. Um, Newfoundland and Carolina are still very strong. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's that's going to be tough, but I could I could see us squeak again. Um, and then, as far as future seasons, 
we lose the rest of S53's next season. Um, we also then, of course, lose Luke, for sure. Right. Um, so that's another huge amount of TP gone. <laughs> and mm. roster spots that need to be filled. But we do have um, the next wave of guys. Uh, Phantom Ben's just hit 425 mm-hmm. this offseason. Um, we have uh, wannabe Finn's player. He's going to be 425 next season. Um, we have two guys in Hockey Fan and um, uh, Deporov who are doing really well in terms of earning. Um, they actually are just about to cap, I think. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be huge parts of our depth this year. I think uh, I haven't yep. actually. Uh, Detroit's been auto-lined because I've been really busy in the preseason. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I haven't actually put lines <clears throat> together yet, but um, they're, they're going to see a really increased role this season. Um, so, and and then we had a pretty good draft class this year. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, the pieces like are kind a... of there for sustained success if we can have another good draft next season um, right. and potentially hit on a few FAs if they're available. Um, but I, I'd, I'd say next year, if a lot of our guys um, earn well, we could actually do some things. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of your guys earn well, and a lot of the Newfoundland, Newfoundland guys finally go up. Yeah, that that that'll be kind of the That's, other side of it too. Is needing other teams to lose players mm-hmm. just because uh, the way the windows shape up right now is yeah. extremely favorable to us. Mm-hmm. Just just as it was favorable favorable yeah. to us in S fifty three. And that uh, almost that Newfoundland roster that's almost entirely capped is really going to define the meta game of the entire league for this season. If you're looking at it competitively, yeah, the entire yeah. meta game is around can we beat Newfoundland, and if we can, how. What do we have to do to make that happen? Yeah, I think. I think see, that's the thing is, even last season, we were. It was a really frustrating season for us. Um, it, it, it's hard to necessarily pinpoint why we lost as much as we did with the team that we had. Mm-hmm. I think. In t- I've, I've talked a lot with uh, Drunken Teddy about this um, and Golden Apricot uh, a little bit, mm-hmm. but um, there were a couple of slight inefficiencies in builds, but even mm-hmm. Drunken Teddy said it was it, nothing glaring. Like, we didn't have players with, like, five stamina mm-hmm. by any means or something stupid like that. Not that you mm-hmm. can't anymore. Right. Um, but um, it was, a lot of it was just, frankly, bad luck. And it, it's mm-hmm. hard to say it was all bad luck because obviously it wasn't something. Something was a little bit wrong, but um, mm-hmm. a combination of things, including bad luck. Uh, but then we turned it around, and then in the playoffs we were playing Newfoundland, uh, mm-hmm. and we, we nearly did it. Yeah, and you even, took even all the way, my, right? Even in my tests, when I, when I was testing uh, to try and um, see if we could work something out um, towards the beginning of the series, it wasn't fifty percent, but it was. It was close. close enough. It was close. I, I, I'd say probably 55, 45 in my tests. Right. Um, and the thing that was most frustrating is whenever I'd beat uh, Newfoundland in the series, I just kind of quick sim the rest of the playoffs. Um, a lot when we actually advanced, we ended up winning the cup a lot. Oh yeah. So Good losing game, losing game seven yeah. really hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, obviously, like the teams we would have played moving forward would have had a chance to try and counter us, and uh, as we would with them. But uh, so it's not it's not a perfect measure by any means. But it just kind of goes to show that even despite the regular season, we were 
we were still a very, very good team. Right. Um, so it's right now it's um, kind of my, my philosophy on the cycle in the J in the J is that you need to consistently have at least pretty good depth and then trying to hit big on a, on, on one big draft class or one really um, mm-hmm. decent draft class plus a few free, uh, free agents. Mm-hmm. Um, that and... way you get a huge upswell at the same time mm-hmm. in addition to existing depth and then mm-hmm. you're good to go. Kind of like Newfoundland right now. Like their entire right. team is capped pretty much, I think. Um, that's, so, looking, uh, that's looking increasingly hard to do what with the... Uh... I won't say this is definitive because I'm not on the ground, but the possible changes to how Reddit recruitment works with the size of the Reddit class that came in this time with expansion, that might be harder and harder to do. Um, it's tough to say. This was a, it, it was, it wasn't a good Reddit recruitment. It was actually quite a bad Reddit rec- recruitment. Mm-hmm. Um, the draft class itself was actually still really oh, decent. The, the- wasn't the, that at yeah, all. the ratio um, of quality to quantity was po- possibly higher than it's been in a Reddit draft in a very long time. Yeah, I, I mean, we also had a lot of first-gen users join uh, kind of towards the deadline and then stick it out, which is mm-hmm. not usually how it happens. Right. Um, so it, it's not like it was just recreates kind of carrying the mail. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, so I think... Uh, Tying it back to Detroit, it's going to be more about um, just continuing to draft well, develop well. Um, and w- once we've got the really good culture that we've got in our dressing room in place, mm-hmm. keeping people active becomes a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then it's just continually cycling. And you need to get really comfortable with the fact that in any given cycle, you very likely won't win. Right. You still need to continue making sure that the cycle is not a huge peak and then a huge valley. You, you want to mm-hmm. try and keep it a little bit more consistent so that when you eventually do peak, it takes you all the way to the top. Right. Um, but yeah, that's mm-hmm. kind of how we I got a, Yeah, we got another question for you from Gabe. One last one. Uh, why in God's name did you trade up for JSS of all people? Uh, because he would have hanged me on Discord probably 40 times an hour if I hadn't. <laughs> um, hey, it, so, this was more of that, that was a selfish pick on my part, just to make sure that he didn't annoy me to death. Risk aversion. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you just got to do something for yourself. Uh, we got a question from Sympathies. Uh, I'm just going to say Sympathies. There's a five in there. Uh, how do square pizzas compare to cir- circular ones? Now, I have an opinion on this. So... I grew up in the American Midwest. I grew up a five-hour drive from Chicago. A square pan pizza is an important part of the culture I came up from, and it will match any whatever, New York whatever, uh, deep dish whatever. It's right up there. That's where I'm at on this. And if you tell me otherwise, uh, you're banned from wherever I decide you aren't allowed to go <laughs> in the U.S. anymore. Um. So I, I, I've got to preface this by saying that a lot of people are probably going to tell me that I shouldn't be allowed to have opinions on pizza in the first place. Because um, <laughs> I only eat plain cheese pizza. Hey, that's in its purest form. It's Yeah, there, I mean, I don't see anything wrong with it, but, you know, people get really weird about stuff like that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm just a picky eater. It's just it is what it is. Um, I honestly don't care what shape the pizza's in. There used to be um, a thing at uh, Boston mm-hmm. Pizza here in Canada where around Valentine's Day they'd make heart shaped pizzas. That's just how oh, they yeah. did. And it was just it was just like okay. Everyone just kind of accepted that that was the shape of the mm-hmm. pizza and moved on. It was <laughs> I don't, like I don't know why it needs to be a huge thing. Yeah. Um, uh, honestly, if you made I'm... a tri- if you made a triangle pizza, I'd probably look at it a bit weird. But at that point, it's just one big slice, so maybe not. Right. Yeah, it's just the um, mega slice, the omega slice. Yeah. Uh, we got some uh, we got some questions. Uh, I believe this is Teddy. I always get his name mixed up. Uh, Athena. Yeah, it, on, it is. It is Teddy. Teddy, right? Yeah, I always get that name mixed up. It says, "Uh, first off, how will Edward Williams fare in the SHL his rookie season? How about five to ten years after that?" Um, I think so. Teddy goes up next season. Okay. Um, he's joining Texas at what I think is going to be a really good time for Texas. Yes, I absolutely um, agree. I. Probably I'm not going to take a, a stab at projecting point point totals uh, because yeah. trying to predict a rookie going in, in, into the SHL is it doesn't matter what team they're joining. You actually just have no idea mm-hmm. how things are going to shake out. Who's going to get lucky? Who's going to get hot or cold? It it could go any which way. I will say, um, Edward, that uh, you've been very lucky in terms of how successful you've been so far. Uh, you had a really good rookie season when we were still on SDHS. Uh, then you absolutely dicked the league in our really good <laughs> season. Um, and as we established earlier, I think you should have won MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last year, we just don't talk about it. Um, yeah. But overall, you've done pretty well for yourself. So I, would I be surprised to see him continue that? I I wouldn't. Uh, I don't know if he's going to win mm-hmm. rookie of the year again. That's very difficult and i think that's mm-hmm. an award that it might take a few goalies winning it for the um bias to get skewed against goalies so we will see mm-hmm. on that mm-hmm. uh just because i think more and more goalies are going to come up at low tpe and be starters uh just yeah i think that's going to be a the, thing the old guard class is starting to retire the starter positions are starting to open up in the in the big leagues. It's going to happen. Yeah, uh, I will say I generally agree. So I think Texas is on the rise. Is probably one of the future perennial contenders in the Eastern Conference, just in general. If you look at, uh, let me open this up to make sure that I'm not talking out my ass and I uh, actually get to see who is in there. If you look over at the Eastern Conference, Calgary's playing well, but Mike Gizzi's getting ready to retire. LAP is. Uh, Last he just recreated, they're throwing some people off. Minnesota's starting to get a little bit better. New Orleans is starting to lose a couple of people. They already lost uh, TDZ, most notably, which is right. a core piece for their future. San Francisco is doing whatever the fuck's happening there. And Winnipeg has, even though they're picking up uh, some players, they, they're picking up players who are kind of locker room pieces and staging for a retool. So if you look at this entire conference, Texas is really the one team, Texas and Minnesota really, are the only two that I see that are on the definite upswing while everyone else is either uh, fighting to stay pat or are getting ready for big sell-offs and retools. So 
Yeah, I really see Texas as the next like five to maybe even ten seasons being just perennial contenders in that conference. Yeah, that's 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 where I'm at. I think um, Dan's done a really good job there. Definitely, because it's been it hasn't been the best time in the last sim decade for Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's done a really good job positioning them for this. Yes. So, um, and they've they've drafted some. Uh, some good Detroit boys. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd love to see them do well. So the what I would kind of think about this is there, I won't say there's not an element of the right place at the right time, but a key part of that is that to be in the right place at the right time, you still have to position yourself for success. And I think Texas has done a really good job of doing that. And I think they'll be rewarded with a really good window to contend for the conference for at least five seasons. Exactly. Uh, how do you rank Detroit's S53 season among all-time J seasons for Detroit and for any team? Um, I, I think I've said this a few times now. Mm-hmm. Um, quite literally the best season of all time in the SJHL, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. given the fact that our locker room was as awesome as it was. I don't see a reason right. why it wouldn't just be the the slam dunk greatest SMJHL team of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, we were the only team ever to date to eclipse 40 wins. Mm-hmm. And that's insane. That's just actually insane. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it, it's number one. I don't even feel bad tooting our own horns about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in terms of like cultural impact too, I think that Detroit team is way up there, right? Breaking like a 10, te- 10 season drought, a uh, 10 plus season drought, setting like setting that record, all very impactful culturally. And I think there are a couple other teams that can kind of lay claim to, oh, we had very large cultural impact in the season that we were successful. I think a big one for that, even though we, neither of us really have any insight into that is Carolina relocating from Montreal and winning their first cup in God, how long? Uh, like I think that they won, they won the cup. Um, was it? The, yeah, they, they won the cup before they moved and then they won the mm-hmm. season after, I think. Was oh, it back okay. Back? So I, I can't well, remember if it was back to back, but uh, let me check. It might've sounds been. right. I, I thought they were both wins as Carolina, but I, I, I also wasn't by the time the finals come around, I'm, I, I just kind of got used to tuning it out. Uh, uh, four star cup. <laughs> yes, they did. That was the back-to-back. But yeah, just seeing what Fuzz did and taking Montreal from, even though, like I said, neither of us are plugged in there, but Montreal hadn't won a uh, hadn't won a cup since season 33 before that. That's another big culture win. But even then, I don't think that, Cara, that Montreal team was as dominant as this Detroit team wound up being. And I think that's yeah, I an think, important part of the equation. I think the best uh, finish in terms of points in the mm-hmm. J since I've been on the site, other than mm-hmm. Detroit's S53, mm-hmm. was Carolina. Uh, and I think 50. They had, I think yeah. they had um, 73 points. Mm-hmm. I think that was the best since yep. uh, since I've been GM, other than yeah. the, other than ours. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good honorable mention. I still think I agree with you on that Detroit S53 season. Uh, the last question out of Teddy, if you could change one thing about FHM, what would it be? Hmm. <laughs> that's, a, 
that's my answer is very easy. Uh, you, you that, yeah, so as some of you might know, I'm involved with the dev group. I do a lot of the database work for the back end. Uh, I just wish we had box scores. I wish those actually came out of the exportable files that we have. Unfortunately, it makes the index a lot less interesting than STHS's index was. For all the things that were wrong with that sim engine, uh, it did exportable uh, indexes extremely well. And while I think FHM is probably a better sim engine, I think it's a much less effective. It's much less effective at exporting, and there are no easy answers to how to fix that. I I think in terms of overall impact, yeah, I think that's probably the biggest one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think from my perspective, being a GM, there could have there could be a lot of quality of life changes made. <laughs> um, and also just kind of the goofy stuff. I mean, we had that announcement um, with the um, the security exploit that's present in FHM yeah. um, a, a couple months ago there. Yes. And um, I like it, mm-hmm. that is that is what it is. I mean, we we trust people not to cheat and submit lines for each other, but um, it's it, it it would be nice to kind of have it as intended, where you know your your lines are your own, no one else can see them. Mm-hmm. You're truly pitting yourself against a team that you know nothing uh, about. That you know nothing about. I, th- I, I think um, everyone's pretty well in agreement on that one too. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, 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 it's better. Like that's why we announced that this was possible, so that everyone has mm-hmm. that ability to at least right. um, know that it's happening and know that they can do it. Yeah. Um, so no, no one's getting left behind mm-hmm. there, wondering you know why the mm-hmm. other team knows exactly what they were doing. Um, but it would yeah. with FHM seven coming out whenever it does, you'd kind of hope they fix that. Yeah, <laughs> really nice that they did. We'll we'll see. It's it's kind of hard to say if they will because we are not using this. Uh, we are not using FHM the way it's intended to be used. Yeah, which is fine. You know, it still does what we need it to do, even if it's not necessarily the way that the developers intended their audience to use it uh right we'll we'll just see yeah fhm fhm some of this coming out uh i don't know if they're done with updates to fhm6 yet uh but they're probably close if they're not done yet i think uh, they we were see. i think they were done i think Ted, teddy said recently that they're actually doing one more um that was not necessarily planned at first mm-hmm. uh, but i don't expect it to be anything significant Right. Um, let's move on. Golden glutes. Okay, so just so you know, uh, I'll probably edit this part out, but uh, we are at post number nine. Perfect. <laughs> and it's been an hour. So has it already been an hour? Wow. It has already been an hour. I'm fine to keep rolling and do like a two-hour right. like first episode. But oh, yeah. We'll... I, I, I've got nothing to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're on nine. And we've got, we're still on the front page, or the first page. So we'll see how this Beautiful. goes. All right, let's keep rolling. For TIG, how does it feel? This is kind of a repeat. How does it feel to go from the best defenseman on Hamilton to the third best? Um, yeah, I, I've touched on this. It, it hurts that one of the defensemen is, um, is Gabe Johnson. <laughs> um, it, it really does. Just because, you know, I, 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 I've been pretty open about the fact that I have not been overly happy with my player's career. Uh, pretty much since junior, <laughs> right? Um, 
But, you know, I, I still pride myself on being better than Gabe, and that's no longer true. <laughs> um, so it's I'm going to have to sit on it. I considered retiring immediately. Um, I didn't do that just because I didn't want to screw Hamilton over because, you know, a, a fourth defenseman is still mm-hmm. valuable. Um, mm-hmm. And also, I'm not actually that old yet as a player. <laughs> so I, I have an important question for you, actually. I'm going to ask this one from the audience to you because I have no idea what happens in Hamilton. Uh, no one has any idea what happens in Hamilton, even Hamilton. Why does... <laughs> uh, why does everyone why is everyone so afraid of Halsey's response to retiring? Because I've heard like from five or six different people, I would retire, but Halsey won't let me. Does he have like blackmail on you? Does he know where you live? Um, What's going on? I've, I actually, I'm not aware of this, to be honest. Um, I, I've, I've never seen him react violently <laughs> to retirement. But it's possible that the last people who did it unexpectedly are just no longer with us. That's um, true. We and we probably wouldn't know either. Yeah. So now I'm actually a little bit scared. Thank okay. you for bringing this to my attention. Yeah, you're welcome. Don't retire um, early. I don't know why, but don't do it. I yeah. I'm. I got to think some things over. All right. Second question from Glutes for both of us. What are some good casino bets this season? Um, uh, wait and see if they change the uh, the line on San Francisco. <laughs> right, I did not bet on San Francisco specifically <laughs> if, uh, because if they don't bet, or sorry, if they don't change the line, slam the under. Yeah, um, if they don't change the line and if they don't reverse the trades, I don't think right. they're going to reverse the trades. I think they would have just rejected. Oh them, no, 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 we're, but... we're we're not rejecting. Oh, okay, cool. Oh yeah, head office. That's right. Yeah. You can tell me that. Okay, uh, cool. They've, so... they've, already, they've already been approved. Like, okay. So if they uh, don't, I don't. I don't want to get into the whole. Um, yeah, I, that's fine. That I get it. That's that's not something I really want to touch on in a podcast. But I've, I, I've, <laughs> that, I've been they all. They are what they are. I've been all the things. I've been a commissioner. I've been in office. Yeah. I know. I get it. We can move on. I'm not going to uh, make an unapproved statement on it in an inaugural <laughs> podcast. Where's Corey? Corey. Okay. Uh, You'll set so, the dogs on me. I'll give a uh, good casino bet and a bad or a sketchy casino bet. So I think Texas is a lock for the over in the East now. Yep. Even if they adjust the San Francisco line, they're not going to adjust the Texas line. And uh, Texas is very obviously a better team than they were last season. I think slamming that over is one of the easiest bets that you'll make all season. I think there's still a possibility that San Francisco gets into like weird skirmishes in the cross league games. Like, when they play Toronto or Tampa Bay, anything goes. But Texas, I think, has a lot more... Has has more stable players, has better players than they did last season. And last season, they were pretty close to 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 this season's over-under anyways. I'd take the over on that every day. Yeah, that's fair. I'm going to be honest. I, um, I don't really pay much attention to the casino. I did it once. (laughs) <laughs> and I took three bets that were supposed to be absolute slam dunks, like tons of testing, mm-hmm. uh, just kind of to get an average. And they were just like pretty much guaranteed. Uh, so I slammed all three and parlayed and mm-hmm. uh, didn't get it. Rip. And that was the first and last time I've used the casino. But I might have to try again uh, just because 
I'm poor these days. Yeah. Not really. I don't have the bank account that some other people have. Mm-hmm. Well, the problem with casino is you kind of need a bank account to get into it because you got to reserve all that money. Yeah. But uh, uh, one one casino bet I would not recommend taking. I would not recommend making any bets on the Toronto money line. That that over under is terrible. So last what is, season, what is what is the line? The line is twelve and a half. Oh no! <laughs> so last season, Toronto finished in at eleven. Oh no! <laughs> so this season, Toronto has definitely gotten better. Like Toronto's core players have improved. Harry Carpet's still one of the premier goaltenders in the league. He can still steal games. It's possible. But if you look at the rest of the conference around them, Tampa Bay is going to be a little bit better. You're still assuming probably six wins, but we'll see. Baltimore got quite a bit worse. New England is probably about where they were. Same with Buffalo, Hamilton, Chicago, Manhattan. And all the teams that they would beat up on in the Western Conference aren't really any, aren't worse enough that Toronto is going to take easy wins. So if you're trying to figure out where they're getting those extra two wins from, the question's really the answer is really murky. So that's that's what I would say is slam the over on Texas and stay away from any bets around Toronto. Sounds about right. Uh, Phantomins comes in the thread. He says, Graf, I do you miss me? Of course I do. I still, and since I've seen it, I still love the, uh, the paint sig. It's fantastic. Uh, but I still talk in Detroit. I'm still there. I hope everything's going well, Phantomins. Uh, and for you, Tig, he just says Taylor Hall with a question mark. Um, yeah, so this is almost certainly a long shot. Um, but just, you know, just in case, um, one Mr. Peter Shirelli happens to be a member of our site. Mm-hmm. Um, go fuck yourself. <laughs> just take an iron poker and shove it right up your ass uh, go Oilers uh, next question <laughs> alright so we have Trips uh, HHH81 I always call him Trips Triple H that's the, the key of the game let's go on the list uh, the first one he says is Grok if I DM you something to say to Tig on a podcast, will you? Uh, um, answer- I'm going to. I, I just want to interject and say I'm I'm 99% certain of the words that he DM'd you. If you did, he did not DM me. So I'm oh. actually going to ping him right now and say, uh, "Hey, DM me those words, and I'll think about it." Because that's my um, answer. Before before you, uh, if if he does respond, uh, let me try and guess because. It's not really a guess. It's a, it, it's mm-hmm. probably a sure thing. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh, let's give him some time for that anyway. Mm-hmm. I, I'm starting to have a suspicion, but we'll we'll see. Uh, the next thing he says is number two. Tig, you got over the hump of getting a four-star cup. You have the most wins in franchise history, and we all bow down to the S52 J draft class you managed. What's left to achieve as a GM? Um, I think winning a cup with a goaltender that actually deserves an all-star nod would be good. <laughs> um, just kidding, Jobin. I know you're coming up in the in the thread here, buddy. Um, but it's just it's just such an easy joke. Um, I mean, I mean uh, on, uh, t- uh, jokes aside, um, that cup was kind of probably the pinnacle. I mean, obviously I'm going to keep chasing them as long as I'm in Detroit. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a point where I, I look at what's left to achieve. Um, as a GM, five Lorifers as uh, the number one seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, now a cup. I've won um, three Schwinards for best mm-hmm. GM duo. Um, and you start you start to see these things fall. I'm second all time in wins, mm-hmm. and I'm so I'm so far by behind uh, TML that like it doesn't really matter. Just because he was right. GM for so goddamn long. Yeah, and then the um, J being a, being a GM in the J for that long is so improbable, especially these days. Anyways, yeah. um, so I mean, I, I remember I I can't remember the exact numbers, but it's uh, I think I'm either just under or just over 300 career wins, mm-hmm. and he, I'm second. Right. He is first with guess how many? Uh, is he up in the? Did he make it to the 600s? He's over 700. What the fuck? That's what I said, man. Like, <laughs> you, hear, you hear you're like second all time in something, and you're just like, oh, well, let's see how, how long do I need to go. And it turns out forever. Yeah, turns out um, you can never leave. So what's left to achieve? Um, I, don't, I don't know that there is a specific milestone left. I mean, other than mm-hmm. just winning more. It, you right. just you just try to win. You try to have a good team, and you try to have a tightly knit team. Mm-hmm. Um, what's next? I don't know. Do um, do I pursue an SHL job? Possibly. We'll see. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll we'll see as Grok laughs. <laughs> we well, I'm. Uh, there's more questions in here, and we'll get to that. <laughs> um, but. What's left to achieve? There's always something to achieve. Like there's a, there's always winning to be done. Um, and not not that you you know winning's not the only focus of the J, but mm-hmm. it's a hell of a lot more fun when you win, right? Uh, and that and this this whole thing, every, everything we do is for fun. So I mm-hmm. I always owe it to my team to make sure that we're doing as well as we can. So right. there's there's never really an off day for that. Sure. I've, I've, gotten, I've gotten my big draft class and I've gotten my cup. So from now, from mm-hmm. pretty much here on out, it's just kind of doing the best I can to get more. Yeah. Just yeah. The, the milestones will come up as you keep going. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the next question, uh, that's why I was laughing, is question number five. Uh, so three choices. You have to choose one of the following SHL teams to take over. Which do you pick? Do you pick San Francisco after the uh, flurry of trading that they did. Uh, Tampa Bay immediately after F- MCP got fired. So SFP after all the trades. TBB, uh, you get hired instead of Trella. Or an expansion team, but you only get to pick one player from each of the eight teams that missed the playoffs in S55, and the rest of your team has to be rookies and inactives. I mean, I know what my answer is. I know what your answer is, too. What would your answer be? Uh, so here's a fun game. I know what your answer would be. Yes. Uh, I'm almost certain that you would take an expansion team in this case. I am fairly certain I would take the expansion yes. Even if you're taking rookies and uh, players that miss the playoffs, or players from the eight teams that miss, I think that's still, yeah, I think... I don't, that's, the, I, that's the one. I think if you're taking an expansion team, you're not expecting to be good right away. I mean, Nola right. did, but uh, Nola <laughs> also aced free agency, um, mm-hmm. which 
really benefited them. Right, and yeah, they had a very good time in free agency for sure. Um, so I, I don't necessarily see that happening yeah. um, again, especially with FHM as the engine. I just, but, yeah. but you, you don't go into an expansion team setting expecting to win. Not that you'd walk into San Francisco right. or Tampa Bay right now expecting to do well. Um, mm-hmm. But I think I'd just rather have an expansion team. I think that that aspect mm-hmm. of building something from the ground up is uh, very appealing. Mm-hmm. Uh I find the you only get to pick from the teams that missed the playoffs a interesting restriction there because there's a lot of high value targets that would be coming off of off of uh top teams that you wouldn't be able to reach so I think the biggest one is like if you look at the Buffalo def- defensive core there's no way that you can protect all those people No nope. there's no way there's you you can't take there's no permutation of picks that you can make in which you don't expose like an 1800 TPE player as Buffalo. Uh, Going, going back to that um, Mm -hmm. comment about Finn potentially being a psychopath. (laughs) That would would be one of my concerns in a hypothetical situation where expansion happens and I Mm -hmm. maybe applied for it and got it um, possibly. um, (laughs) I'd, I'd always be kind of a little bit scared to draft anybody from Buffalo just because I know that the last thing I see could potentially just be Lee standing over me with a machete. Yeah. Yeah. He'll drive Um, up from fucking Ohio. Uh, so I know what my answer to this would be. Uh, I guess yours. Can you guess mine? That's the, that's the game I want to play. I want to say Tampa. You're right. I would definitely take Tampa. Like this upcoming draft is really freaking good. Tampa has a lot of first round picks that can be taken that can be used to take some of these like all star slam dunk recreates, right? right? You can take like a uh, oh god, I'd have to look back at the list, but like you could take an uh an Evans, you could take like a uh a JP, you could take a I I guess you would wanna consider the positions that they would go in eventually, right? Uh, the yeah, positions yeah. they'd be available in. So this is not necessarily a thing top to bottom, but like you could take a JP, you could take an Evans, you could take a... Is Flappy a, is Flappy a GM? Uh, nope, not anymore. Uh, you can take a Flappy, you can take a Leafs. Uh, they're just such good recreates here. And there are even some people who you can kind of take a guess on and say they're probably going to pan out. People like, uh, I think one that I've really been looking at is, I noticed Iostegosaurus fell all the way to 22nd when he's a GM over an ISFL. Those kinds of players, there's a lot of really quality players in this, uh, in this yeah. draft. And having yeah, all those first-round picks to just snap up a bunch of sure things, slam dunks, and, you know, it's going to suck for a while, but you have a pretty good locker room anchored by... Uh, Anchored by uh, the absolute lunatic fitted and uh, and <laughs> Romanov, right? That's that's a team that's set up for success. It's just gonna, you know, you're gonna have to deal with your forty your forty years in the desert or forty days in the desert before that happens. Yeah, I think um, for me that the thing that I would be concerned about with Tampa is just the length of time that it's going to take to become what they could become. Yep, it's going to suck for a really long time. It's a huge gap that risks inactivity. And so that's that's why there needs to be a huge focus on a good Mm -hmm. locker room. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Trello is a great guy. Like he, he understands like the, the need for a good rocket locker room. I'm pretty confident that he'll mm-hmm. sort that out. Um, yeah. so yeah, no, I, I, that, that's what I figured you were going to go through, go for of the three. Mm-hmm. Um, San Francisco, man. Oh, <laughs> just that's, that was, that, that's just such an odd situation. It's- you know, and those picks are going to turn out, even though they aren't first rounders. Yeah, they're still yeah. second round picks in a in a Reddit draft that has a really high quality of uh of players down the line, right? Yeah, I, I mean, them, I don't mean to mm-hmm. to dump on Daft by any means. He's not in a great position after what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's not like he turned around and you know traded everything on the team for fourth round picks. Like he got value right. back. You can sit there and argue all day about whether it was enough value, but like, yeah, which, which we probably will be on the course, uh, for, for a rebuild. And they, they, they did get picks out of it. Yeah. Um, and and there'll be some, there'll be some really good players available in that second round. There are players that I'm looking at who, cause that'll be like 16 and below. There are players who got drafted in those positions in this, uh, J draft who I think would be great. Right. Like Panda Bailey, uh, player Andrew Warren 13. We know we've seen, Get up to the mid twelve hundreds with uh with Lightner. Very possible that'll happen again. That's still a great pick in the second round. That's yeah, kind of what you're looking for. A lot of first gens and recreates who might not have necessarily panned out the first time, but could be really great, really great sleepers. Uh, Mick Riddlelover, Eero Mackinen Jr., Sleepy down in the fourth round of the J draft. Those kinds of players will be available and. If you can get them in and take a chance on them, they can be really good core players for a long time. Yeah, definitely. Now, I'd have to ask Hero how he feels about going back to SFP, but you know. <laughs> uh, old wounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, old wounds. Um, Trips also asks us, who do you think is the front runner for SHL's most improved player in S55? I don't really have an answer for this because um, I didn't that's... choose to follow last season. That's that's a really tough question to answer mm-hmm. because it's always a player that inherently is not someone you were expecting to be good. Right. It's it's um, got to be somebody. It's going to be somebody who earns well and was unlucky last season. I think my answer is you look for somebody who's as close to the bottom as could be. Mm-hmm. Um, and for this answer, I can't actually go right to the bottom. It's Gabe Johnson, mm-hmm. um, just purely because he has the most upward room to improve being at the mm-hmm. bottom. Um, right. So, yeah, I'm going to say Gabe Johnson. That's a backhanded compliment if I've ever heard one. It wasn't intended to be a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I definitely think somebody from uh, from. I think somebody from Chicago could rep into it. I think it's very possible they had they kind of had that breakout season this season, and I think there could definitely like those kind of attitudes happen. And I'm not trying to say trying to like be down on the awards committee here, but when you see a team like that have the bounce that they do, then the next season you're really honed in on them and you say, "Wow, this person had an even better season. Maybe they're the one the one to go for." Right. Uh, yeah. Another one who I think is kind of going to be a sleeper on this one. I hadn't really thought about this, but I just kind of. I had just gotten into it with uh, with Kez about this the other day, but uh, I think a big option here is Yoshimitsu McLeod, uh, formerly uh, Baltimore 
now on uh, Winnipeg. So Winnipeg's going to be contending this season. Uh, I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to remember who McLeod's user is. Uh, let me find this. That's, uh, that's I, should know, I should know this. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so it's Stunfish. Uh, still, I think not quite in regression yet. Uh, um, if he's not, he's close. Right. Uh, active user still earning a, at least a decent pace. Uh, 1100 TPE puts him in probably the second line in a on this Winnipeg team who's kind of a fringe playoff team. Last season put up 29 points and honestly had a pretty mediocre PDO, kind of toward the bottom of the PDO ranking uh, with like a 97, something like that. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, 98.7 PDO. This is the kind of player that could bounce back on a better on a better possession team uh, in a reduced role from where he was in Baltimore. Uh, just more opportunities to shine. That's the kind of player who I could see making a surprising case for it. Yeah, no, that that sounds reasonable to me. I, as I said, I it find it very Hard difficult to, to predict this award mm-hmm. in particular. Um. But, you know, like I said, Gabe has the most room to shoot upwards. Right. Wouldn't bet on it, but... You know. uh, the last question from Trips is, is a hot dog a taco? I have already not answered this in two different IP threads when I created my new player. I have zero fucking interest in this discourse. Uh, if you've got an answer, go ahead. I truly do not give a shit if a hot dog is a taco or not. Um, I mean... Sure. Sure, it's a taco. Um right. Pop-tart, Pop-Tarts cool. are ravioli. Yeah, whatever. Um Fine. I'm I uh, whatever causes the most chaos, that's my answer. <laughs> um, uh, I, I really don't mind. The thing that Trips wanted me to say on the podcast was Scotty Yeah, yes. Scott yeah, okay. Yeah. And I mean that's not just for you, it's for me too. I was the GM at that point. It sucked. We talked about yep. it. Moving on. Uh, Jobin says, what is your favorite temperature? Um, like 18 degrees Celsius, slightly oh. overcast. So it's like warm, but not hot. I don't know. I don't know. What that, I don't know what that it's <laughs> 65 Fahrenheit. Uh, that's a little low for me. So, uh, during the summer, my air conditioning is set to about 24 Celsius, 75 Fahrenheit. And that's nice and cool. I like that. I can wear shorts in that without feeling too bad. Uh, so my wife is from Texas. So 75 is the compromise between the 72 I grew up in and the 78 she grew up in. So that's kind of the AC. That's kind of the AC midline. And over here in St. Louis, the weather sucks. We live in hell. Uh, it's fucking. I, I I talked about this somewhere in like somewhere random in like fucking Colorado's locker room or some shit. Um, they got a meteorology bot, and I've been really into it. <laughs> uh, in weather here? No, it was some. It must. Uh, might have been. Hold on. No, it it must have been in Buffalo. Uh, let me check. 
I need to find this because this is important to me. Um, Fair enough. But uh, it, it's terrible. Like we have 90 days a year under freezing. We have like 100 days a year over 85 Fahrenheit, which is what, like <laughs> 28 Celsius or some shit. It's always hot. The humidity has been over 80% for four straight weeks. Yeah, that's, that's unpleasant. <laughs> it sucks. Living here kind of sucks. But the property I, values uh, are low, and yeah. I get paid well. That's fair. I like. I'm. I I run hot at the best mm-hmm. of times. Like I sleep with a fan on during the winter. Yep. Um. So, Pete and I don't get along very well. I turn into <laughs> a sweaty mess really quick. Sure. Um. So I just. Yeah. It. it I, if it's direct sunlight, I'm also like I'm Irish as shit. <laughs> so I, I just I'll, I'll go out in the sun and I turn pink. Right. So, you know, have you ever watched the chameleon change color? How it's like kind yep. of instant. That's that's yep. what it's like. I walk out into the sun and it's just like, oh, I'm a different color now. Mm-hmm. But I never tan. Of course not. <laughs> um, yeah. No, it's 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 gross. So I'm gonna say yeah, like 18 to 20 degrees. <laughs> so it's like warm but not overbearingly hot. Right. Yeah, and I I'm in the uh, I'm more in the like 22 to 24 range. That's where I like to be outside. That's my fall weather. That's, That's what I'm too. Yeah, I mean anything, uh, for me, anything over 12 degrees is shorts weather. Um, oh Jesus, whatever that is. is that? Yeah, I'll figure Fair it out. <laughs> 53. Oh man, if it was 12 Celsius, I'd be outside in jeans, and I'd bring a light jacket at 53. There, Jeez. there, there are Canada jokes to be made here, but. <laughs> Honestly, they're not they're not that far from the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a boatload of questions from Joe. Oh boy, uh, we got seven of them. Jesus, wow! Uh, if a truck leaves Chicago going northeast at seventy-seven miles an hour, uh, hold on, let me look this up for you. Uh, that is a uh, one hundred twenty-three kilometers per hour. I, I, I can I can do that in my head pretty well. I, I cannot. I have no idea what a kilometer is. It's uh, like two-ish miles. No, it's like two. It's miles per kilometer is one point six. So like, um, sure. yeah. So eight, I, eighty is about uh, eighty is about one thing. I absolutely believe you. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Okay, we it's it's on our it's on our speedometers like it, it converts. Oh, us right it, there. it's on ours too. I just don't look. I don't give a shit. Okay, that's fair. I I, I, I respect that. Uh, if a truck leaves Chicago going, if a truck leaves Chicago going at whatever miles an hour, the same time a train leaves Boston going whatever west, how likely is it that something that happens is Gabe that is Gabe's fault? Um, it's Gabe's fault that those um those vehicles left at all. Um, Amazon, Amazon it's, orders. Yeah, it's, it's very likely that it's something weird and a little bit perverted that he ordered getting delivered. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's if it, it can't logically be more than a hundred percent, but it's pretty well a hundred and ten percent. I I think I think if something goes wrong, it's unlikely to be his fault specifically. Maybe you say that the whole situation is his fault. I don't necessarily think if anything goes wrong, it's his fault probably based on what I know about him. He's probably fine. That's exactly what he would want you to think. Yeah, that's fine. See, Gabe, Gabe is, um, <laughs> Gabe is a Habs fan. 
Uh, and so you see these uh, this truck mm. leaving from Chicago and this train leaving from Boston. You go, hmm, those are rivals of the Habs. They are actually. Oh he's, boy, uh, he's actually committing an act of domestic terrorism. <laughs> um, so that yeah, that's that's not great, Gabe. You shouldn't do that. That is a fast train, though. One twenty is pretty quick for a train. Um, it probably shouldn't be going that fast, but Gabe tampered with it. Uh, number two, top three flavors of pie. Um, now, is, is, is pie super popular in Canada? I actually don't know. Um, I, I assume it is. I don't really like pie, to be honest. I was going to say, I don't know if it's like, because I mean, I'm, I'm not in the South, but I'm like South American South adjacent. Like adjacent enough that to some people, pie is like a lifestyle down here. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if that's a thing in Canada, but it kind of is not, where not I am. Not to that degree, but like it's it's still a thing. I just I just <laughs> don't particularly like it. I, I I I'm I'm the kind of person that I will if something tastes good, but there's another dessert that I prefer, I'm not going to be like, oh, I just I'll eat this thing I like a little bit less just to mix it up. Um, if both mm-hmm. are on offer. Sure. I don't know. I'm just I'm just not really a pie guy. So uh I'm a fan of the apple streusel pie. The apple with the crumbly top, I'm in always. Uh always better than a lattice pie. If anybody tells you that a lattice pie is better than a streusel pie, they're wrong. They are always wrong. Uh a any kind of berry pie, but especially a blueberry pie, way up there. And if you need a third, if you still think those aren't enough, the answer is always a banana cream pie. Those are the three. If you need any other pies, you're wrong. You're an idiot. I hate you. Go away. You're banned. You're banned from the South also. And uh, there you have it, folks. Yeah. Uh, Joe says rank the Freezy Pop flavors in order of best to worst. Now, before we even get to the Freezy Pop flavors, I gotta say, I don't know these as Freezy Pops. I know them as Otter uh, Pops. I, w- I grew up calling them Freezies. Okay. Maybe it's a North thing. It's 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 called different things everywhere. Like, like yeah. not even necessarily a region, just like different towns mm-hmm. call them different things. It's actually insane. Um, yeah, I I grew up with these as Otter Pops, and the off brand was just Ice Pops. That's what I was used to. Yeah, really creative uh, name there. Yeah, Ice Pops. So, way to way to red, branch out. Uh, do you have? I don't know if you have the thread open. I'm looking at the list here. It's yeah, red, blue, green, orange, pink, purple. Hmm. Well, I think in that order that he wrote it is mm-hmm. not too far off. Um, <sighs> I'm going to go red first for sure. Purple last for sure. Okay. I don't I, like it great. Yeah, they get it wrong a lot. A lot of the versions that I've had get purple wrong. I'm fine with that. I don't think red's at the top of mine, but I'll let you. I'll let you do yours first, and we'll see where I, we fall. I think. I think I would go um, red, pink, green, blue, orange, purple. Okay, we're pretty close because for me, it's somewhere in the neighborhood of like pink, green, red. If they did it right, red, orange, yeah. blue, purple. And I used to be a big blue person, but I. Uh, am not six anymore so i'm not anymore yeah that's fair i mean like it, that's the thing if you if you want something like this just go to 7-eleven and get a get a slushy yeah, just or, get a slurpee yeah um, uh, 
All right. Uh, this is this is this next question is not going to get either of us in trouble at all. Actually, uh, I'm I, make a I, recommendation I just straight up cannot answer that question. Yeah, I'm going to say that you probably can't answer that in the position that you're in. Uh, if you could ban one person each from the SHL, who is it? Tig, uh, Tig you abstain, I assume. Um, no, I'm going to say Gabe. Okay, sure, whatever. Uh, uh, just do everyone a favor. Uh, we banned Pen Knight, right? Oh yeah, we did. Have you checked cool. his Twitter recently? He's still going. I I don't want to. Uh, I, I check it. I, I, fun. When I think I, I don't know, I think I'm good. Uh, uh, just just to know if, that he's still out there being an idiot is just it's not comforting, but it's like almost comforting. <laughs> it's just like everything's right in the world when he's being an idiot. I don't think there's anybody I would ban. I think there are a lot of people that I disagree with. The language that they use, I disagree with the way that they say certain things. I disagree with their mindsets. I wouldn't want to share locker rooms with them. I wouldn't want to hang out with them. I don't think that they represent the site very well. But I don't think I would necessarily ban them as I've, much as I would. Cha- I would focus on making the site's uh, culture the way that it should be. And from there, if they decide to leave because they don't want to be associated with that culture, then good riddance. And if they decide to stay and consider why people act this way and think this way and make their rules this way and change as people, and we were able to be a part of that, I think there's something really valuable about that specifically. Yeah, that's, that, that is a very diplomatic way of putting pretty much what I would have said. Um, I don't like that's the thing is I don't think there's anybody right now that outright needs a ban. Um, because typically anybody that does outright need a ban gets banned, they either get banned or they shut up, or they can't, or they leave. Um, so I I, I think, yeah, you you have have the right attitude. Like, we we just all we can do as HO is try and make the site continually better Mm -hmm. and make sure that we're consistently making an environment that you know, people people are happy in and people are comfortable in yeah um and And, when someone's at odds with that then that's when that option comes into play if it's a serious mm -hmm. enough case and you know you hope it doesn't come to that but it's an internet community Mm -hmm. it happens you just Um, make the community as inclusive and supportive as you can and people will uh shape up or ship out yeah, that's that's pretty well it. Like that, that's that's all you really can do is just, you, mm-hmm. you don't you don't try to like earmark people. <laughs> you, you're not mm-hmm. sitting there like, oh, I can't wait to get a crack at this guy. Um, <laughs> but um, at least I hope I hope people aren't like that. Um, sure, I've pissed somebody enough, somebody off enough, but mm-hmm. um, oh, I'm sure I have too. If not recently, then in somewhere <laughs> in my past. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's all, right. all I have to say about that. Uh, next up, whose branding do you want to change the most in either league? So I actually have an answer to this that goes back to exactly what we were talking about just a second ago. So I think it's important to have a community that reflects values. Uh, I think to bring people in, you have to have a community that represents inclusiveness and uh, that is is welcoming, and 
it's it's 2020, man. We we can't have Native American mascots anymore. Yep. Like some people will agree with me. I know there are Chiefs diehards. I know they've been around forever. Like it. I don't think it was cool when in 2010 or whenever this started. I don't. I think it's even less cool now. That's that's the big one for me. Uh, I will say yeah. honorable mention, and I'm not super excited to open up wounds with Kez again, but I will say honorable mention is the Winnipeg Jets, even though we had them before they came back to the NHL. I think it's really goofy. Those yeah, are my two. Uh, you, you, you stole my two. I, the, the, the Chiefs have been beaten to death at this point. Like that's, mm-hmm. I, I think um, like I, I'm, I'm pretty tight with Gibbles. Like, he, he, he knows that uh, mm-hmm. a rebrand would, would be a good thing. For, for the franchise, uh, so I for the franchise and the league, honestly, he's, he's been he's been yeah working on that side of things while he's been doing his GM stuff. So like I'm sure he's got some ideas for that. Uh, you know he's a he's an interesting mm-hmm. guy. I'm sure he has lots of ideas. <laughs> um, and then the Jets just like the, just yeah they just it just needs to happen. Yeah, I remember it, it's come up a few times when we've talked about um, advertising for the site. Interesting. Uh, I think from a legal standpoint, if we actually want to advertise for the site, the Jets need like legally need to get the fuck out. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So that's that's a concern Uh, just just because mm -hmm. it it would take one uh, copyright infringement to potentially shutter things. And that's not really to shutter the entire league, because even when you think about this community and you think about like who would actually be at fault and who would actually get targeted in this case? And what would the demand be if we had any kind of copyright issue with uh, the name Winnipeg Jets? It's so murky and weird that one incident could be enough to just say, okay, shut it down. We're going to, we're going to go MHL. Yeah. I mean, like uh, if it did happen today, Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sure it would be a case of like, here's get rid of this copyrighted right. um, material uh, and uh, then carry about your day. Mm-hmm. So it, it could be as simple as just like, you know, turfing the Jets branding and logo for a bit until they came up with mm-hmm. new ones. But you just don't want to take that risk. And I don't yeah. know that I, I don't think there are any plans to actually do any paid advertising because that like that mm-hmm. a costs money. Uh, mm-hmm. B just I don't know that it's come up at all uh in, in recent times anyway, i just this, these are from conversations i've had with teddy over the years yeah and um, on top of that c uh internet advertising is getting worse and worse with every passing year yep nobody clicks through impressions cost a ton it's it's hard to justify but yeah i think we're on the same page for yeah branding i will say honorable mention though to uh, the Calgary Dragons, uh, the fact that they're still <laughs> using a logo that was straight up jacked is fucking uh, weird. Uh, yep. Like yep. I, I, I think the Dragons brand is really valuable to the site. It's been around forever. They could use a logo refresh. They could have used a logo refresh two years ago when I started here. They could use it just as much now. Uh, this and I have another one that's a little bit. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Nora's gonna kill me. Uh, yeah. So there, there was this um, concept logo for Hammy that was okay. thrown around. I think it was before I was even on the. Um, mm-hmm. And I'd have to find it somewhere, but it is honestly so nice. 
absolutely oh love it. It's like it's it, it's a steelhawk, but it's the way its feathering looks makes it look like it's actually got like a knight's helmet on. Okay, it looks. I can get into that. So nice, love it. Nor hates it. So every time it comes up, it's just like yelling at each other about this logo, and I'm the only one that brings it up because I'm the only one that cares about it. Okay, so we'll, uh, just bring it up just to fight with Nor. We'll we'll drop it in the thread. If you can find it, we'll drop it in the thread just for okay. fun. I, I'll, I'll see. I'll see if I can track it down. Um, uh, next it's, question from it's Joe. Such a nice logo. Oh. Next uh, question from Joe. Is it fall or autumn to you? What do you call the season when the trees turn orange and lose their leaves? I call uh, it fall. It's it's Canada. It's just a sec. It's just first winter. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. No, it's it's, it's, it's it's fall. It's fall. Yeah. Yeah. My my uh, parents. Are, I, I should I should preference that my, my parents are from Dublin, mm-hmm. uh, so they would say autumn. Mm-hmm. But uh, they but are, you're from Canada. They are the so only yeah, yeah, exactly. They managed uh, to get me here before I popped out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then last uh, last question: If you weren't allowed to go back to your most recent or current SHL team. Or I guess I should read it this way. It's kind of confusing. So it's, uh, you can go to any SHL team that you'd want to play for, but you're not allowed to go back to your most recent or current SHL team. Do you pick one? If you do, who is it? Um. Hmm. I think there would there would be two. Okay. Me. One purely based on, uh, like, people I know there. Well, I've been mm-hmm. both people I know. Mm-hmm. Um, one of it is just because I know most of them, um, mm-hmm. and that's Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Uh, the downside to Buffalo is that I am a defenseman that is aging. Um, I'd right, probably, you would. I'd probably be like the fifth best defenseman on Buffalo right now. Right, which is insane because I'm still like mm-hmm. almost sixteen hundred DP. Which is insane uh, because at least one of the people who is who would be ahead of you is not even in regression yet. Yeah. Um. So if I was doing things just for that side of things, it would be Buffalo. If I was looking to join a team where I could actually you know you know give something of fairly decent value as a player, mm-hmm. um, probably Texas. But they're also having they they have a lot of D as well. At the, but I don't know mm-hmm. how that situation is going to play out longer term. Mm-hmm. It's not like Buffalo anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I would say um, Buffalo or Texas, just because um, obviously I work mm-hmm. very closely with both uh, Finn and and Dan. Right. Uh, they, they they were like two of my mentors my entire GM career. So mm-hmm. um, I, I I think that's how I would play it. Yeah. So uh, I'll give a I'll I'll. I'll... I'll answer the spirit of the question, but I will say that my actual answer to the question is I wouldn't take the deal. I fit in. I, I've always fit in really well in Buffalo. I like that roster. I like those GMs. They've made changes for me. I've made changes for them. It's been a, everything about being in Buffalo has been rock solid, like my whole way through. And I wouldn't switch to a, oh my God, I really want to see what this is like and take away the chance to go back to Buffalo. I'm open to going somewhere else, but I don't think I would say I'll lock out Buffalo forever to go wherever. Yeah, that's 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 um, how I am that's how I am with Hamilton. Mm-hmm. 
I I don't see myself going anywhere unless it got to a point where Hamilton needed to move on from me for any reason that made sense. Right. Or something cataclysmic happened, like mm-hmm. um, you know, Halsey resigned and some outsider got the GM spot and just blew the team up and um, right. But I mean, they think that's that's doomsday scenario stuff. Like you you, you don't really expect that mm-hmm. to happen. Um. So so it, I, I will yeah. say I will answer the spirit of the question though, which is what teams would I be interested in going to now? Uh. So and I'm thinking of these purely in terms of culture fit because my player's brand new. And uh, I'm so far a top earner. I'm number three in the class right now. So I'm hoping that I would be like a build around piece where I get drafted early and that's the future plan. So what I'm, the teams that I'd be looking at are uh, the other three teams, three top teams in the East are all relatively attractive destinations to me. I know a bunch of people on the Ra- on Rage. I know, you know, Stamkos fan is over there now. I know Alaska. I know Luke from coming up in that class. I know, uh, yeah, I know Stamkos fan because I drafted him. I know uh, Leifer a little bit. You know, I've got some people over there that I like. Uh, same kind of thing for Hamilton. I know uh, apparently like fucking everybody on that roster now that I'm on uh, Vancouver. And I've been yeah, there's Detroit. a lot of them tucked in there. Yeah, between Vancouver and Detroit, I know all of you fuckers. And then Chicago, I just. It's a bunch of people that I just happen to know from around random times, like Belvin Danini from uh, from uh, Buffalo. I know Nikonax now from uh, from the Vancouver locker room. I know uh, Ofer and Kilrad a little bit because they were kind of they were people that I was aware of from the early Buffalo days when I was closer with Kit and. I was just aware of them being around and then they kind of came up into the the SMEBs coming in and then transitioned into my head office and uh, commissioner time where I knew them a little closer. So just people that I'm aware of over in the East and those three teams that'll probably would probably be around as, uh, as alumni. Uh, I do have one in the West and I think it's actually going to come as a surprise and that's, I wouldn't rule out going to Edmonton right now. And the reason why I say that's kind of a surprise is because when I was on uh, Buffalo taking my, and this is going to sell me out a little bit, but when I was on Buffalo (laughs) taking my uh, no trade clauses, I had Edmonton on my no trade every single season. And right. I mean, the reason for that purely, and I will say this out loud, I don't care who cares about it, but the reason I wouldn't have gone to Edmonton was purely because IOBs was on Edmonton. Yep. Like that was purely, purely it. So for uh, reference, one of his original players was uh, named in a very unsavory way. And I did not want to be around that kind of person. So I just had Edmonton just permanently on my no trade. But there are a lot of people there who make me think that that kind of, uh, that that kind of attitude is starting to change. People who are kind of sticking around and speaking up in that locker room, people like, because, you know, it's a locker room with Caltroit, with Carlson's, with uh, with Emiko. That's what it is. Uh, so with and between those three, I, I have to think that they're making some real changes to that locker room culture. And maybe it's somewhere I could see myself in a couple seasons. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, 
Yeah, that that name was a doozy. Yeah, yeah. Let it let it forever be forgotten. Yes. Um. Um. So we're at one forty eight. Let's let's try and keep rolling and get through these. Uh, they're all they're all pretty simple at this point. They're pretty quick. Uh, yeah. Except for this one. Uh, you just completed your first full season, and this is Cement Hands. Tig, you just completed your first full head office season. How's the experience? Uh, no, it's it's been good. It's um, been a little bit of a peek behind the curtains. Uh, there's lots lots going on right now. I, I think everyone knows that uh, there there are discussions around. Um, I think Corey had mentioned it in a media piece that the, we're considering yeah. expansion. So that's kind of the big ticket item right now. There's um, just well, there's a lot. There's always lots to do in HO. I mean, you 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 would know. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's always something to be done. So it's it's been interesting just kind of being able to use my experience to weigh in on matters a little bit more than I have in the past. Um, just kind of see some issues come up, mm-hmm. be able to actually kind of help in a tangible way rather than just you know sit around in a Discord uh, with the, the rest of the GMs talking about an issue and then nothing nothing we say really matters because it doesn't filter up to anybody, right? Um, because we're just we're just sitting around <laughs> shooting shit. Um, so yeah, no, it's 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 been interesting seeing how the sausage is made. Um, mm-hmm. And no, it's, I, I've I've enjoyed it. It's 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 definitely fun to be involved in those high level conversations because that's that that's something I enjoy in general is just that high level uh, project management type stuff. Just right. kind of seeing you know a problem seeing how we're looking at implementing a solution and being like, okay, this this is what I see as the problem with this. This is what I think we could do with it. This is how we should frame it. Uh, like right. it it's, it's, it's all the stuff that kind of fits in with how I operate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so I've, I've enjoyed it. Yeah. And I'll say that I kind of have a little bit of, I, I know what you're talking about because I was the J commissioner. So I have been in the junior head office and the big boy head office. Uh, and when you say there's a lot of stuff to do, that's not just like there's a lot of stuff going on. It's not just that there's a lot going on because there is. There's usually a ton that has to be done and a ton of discussion that's active. But there's also always, always like 15 or 20 projects that are partly done or were kind of gestated but never uh, actually started being worked or that got put on hold for something else. There is always something to do up in head office. And there's always work that you can find up in head office as well. Yeah, there's. I've never been in a Discord that has this many channels. Like I'm, yes. I'm scrolling through, and just like dozens of channels for like projects that the commissioner never even announced. Things that yep. you'd never heard of before. You drop in, and you're like, they were talking about doing that. Yeah, no, it's it's it it. I remember going in the first time. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, J head office is not any better. It's the same. Neither like is the that. development channel for that matter. <laughs> They're all like that. It's, it's uh, uh, wherever wherever stuff's getting done. Man, I think the development channel has more projects on more channels for projects that are on hold than it has channels for projects that are on hold that are in the category on hold. I would I I I would be scared to ever enter that Discord just because a I, I'm not technically gifted <laughs> at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so everything that's said in the development Discord would just go <laughs> right over my head. But just because there's so much of it and everyone around me just sounds like a G- like it sounds like witchcraft. 
So I just it's, there like, oh my god. It's it's less witchcraft and more like putting together a scaffolding out of uh, two by fours that are all not that are not the same size. That's yeah. that's 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 what it feels like a lot of the time. Uh, yesterday I had a uh, brief celebration in there because something I did worked, just at all. Oh, hey. Uh, Cement Hands has another question that I, I actually saw this and I've been thinking about it because I got opinions about this. It says, Grok, how was the SMJHL scouting process for you? I think I, I vaguely remember <laughs> saying something about this at the time and uh, I, I'm excited to hear where you go with this. So, I the first thing I'll say is on top of everything, the two things I'll say is I'm a recreate so people know me. And and more importantly, I'm an extremely visible recreate because I've done so many jobs on the site uh, and also gotten in so many fights on the site. People know who I am. And uh, B is I'm extremely active on Discord. Uh, So all of those folks, and I guess as a C, if you need one, is that I personally know most of the... Uh, GMs right now. Like, I am in a locker room with Evoc. I was in a locker room with Danini. I was in the same create class as you and Axelap. Uh, certain other GMs are aware of me for other reasons. Uh, Tori <laughs> was the, uh, the co-commissioner when I was the J-commissioner. So, like, I know a ton of these people in the first place. So all of those are kind of things to consider. But when it comes down to it, uh, I got scouting messages from Anaheim and uh, Maine and Nevada and Vancouver. And that's it. So those four teams actively scouted me. Detroit knew who I was because I was in their war room until like the week before the draft. Um, I never heard anything from any of the other teams except by proxy from St. Louis, which was just a, Hey, am I on your uh, do not draft because I should be. And then I heard back, they said, Oh yeah, you're definitely on our do not draft. Don't worry about it. (laughs) So other than that exchange, like kind of through back channels, uh, (laughs) nobody else actually sent me a scouting message. And for some of them, it makes sense. Like Quebec city, I knew wasn't going to draft me. They, right, they yeah. were going to, I knew from the start, they were going to pick probably Evans, maybe Joe with the first overall pick. And then they didn't pick again until after I was going to be gone. So I knew that by that 11th overall pick, the Detroit pick, I was going to be gone by then. So I knew that they weren't going to pick me. I was surprised not to hear anything from Kelowna. I didn't even see them post really in the meet the GMs discord. So I have no fucking idea what they were on. Uh, Maine messaged me, and I messaged them, messaged them back, but I don't actually remember anything about that exchange, really. Um, like I said, Danini messaged me, but he said, we're picking either a winger or a goalie, so we're probably not getting you. So that was helpful. <coughs> uh, Colorado said nothing to me, even though I was in their fucking locker room from, uh, from being a UDFA. It's, uh, they had the so, book on it. It's all good. Yeah, so I I don't know. It was just baffling. Like I know that I'm a recreate, but it certainly felt like nobody was really doing their due diligence. That's uh, I I I will I'll come in with a 
counterpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, as someone that, when I don't have an entire week off from Corona isolation <laughs> um, before the S52 draft um, to scout, I, I, you, you do have, sometimes you have to make trade-offs, especially when the mm-hmm. week leading up to it is uh, you know, all weekdays. Mm-hmm. Uh, so especially if I know there's recreates that I am extremely convinced they're not going to be anywhere in the range of our picks. Like we wouldn't right. take them at this pick, but they'll be gone before our pick following. Right. Uh, especially if we have a fairly large gap in picks, uh, like mm-hmm. we did not this draft, but the previous draft. Um, I'll give you an example. Sure. We did not scout um, hockey fan at all. Okay. Uh, his, his last player was uh, Harvey Danger, you know, mm-hmm. solid SHL player. Right. Uh, for, like, and he's been a good earner for us, and he's he's done well. Um, and he's not the most Discord active guy, but like, mm-hmm. you know, he's been a great ad. We we just we saw him. We figured he was going to go, you know, kind of in the probably mid teens to late thirties. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he was there at forty two, and we were just looking at our list, and the list was starting to get real thin at that point. So we're just like, how a how was he? How was he there? Uh, <laughs> B, let's just do it. And then, right. so yeah, the, the first time we talked to him was at inviting him to the Discord. So it's <laughs> um, it, it it can happen. Um, mm-hmm. so it, basically, it just comes down to if you, if, especially with the recreate. Right. I was trying to reach out to the first gens just because you don't know uh, anything about them. You you don't know anything about them. Um, it 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 also helps their site experience. Yes. If you have if you have time. Um, and I know that the JGMs do this, but like, please, please reach out to all of the first gens you can because like, it, it doesn't make mm-hmm. people pay to be involved in that. Uh, like, even when I've joined um, other sim leagues, mm-hmm. and I've been doing this for a while, getting courted by teams is yeah. it's it, it just makes you feel special. Yes. Uh, so uh, that's where I try to focus my attention, especially because uh, our our war room is fairly big, and we between everyone that's in there, we can cover the opinions on recreates mm-hmm. uh pretty quickly um right. and then kind of select you know who, who our main targets are and then mm-hmm. uh another one actually just happened this draft was uh d roger um he was there at 57 mm-hmm. and just just crazy fall for him because you know he, he's he's had solid players in the past so we we, we scooped him up and then again first time we talked right. to him was letting him know we drafted him Mm-hmm. Um, so um, it's uh, it's I I wouldn't consider that to be damning by itself, but like yeah, I I I guess what I'm I guess it's just interesting to me to go in the first round and not even really low in the first round eight overall. That's kind of the middle of that round, uh, maybe the low middle, but you know, uh, yeah, and not get scouted. And I mean, I know that there's a little bit of you know inside inside ball on that one but yeah that's fair on that pick specifically i would i I would be i'd be very interested to see on how things would go when i recreate if at that point i am no longer the gm of detroit right Uh, well i think the big question there is who is the gm of detroit when you leave oh um that's (laughs) that's that's a question for another time honestly i I don't know i i um, I'd have to talk to Nor about it. I've, if if Nor wanted it, I think be the easiest application. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. 
the guy's more qualified to be a GM than I am. Um, so, uh, but yeah, no, that that's that's a future question. We'll cross that yep. bridge when we get there. Uh, we got one from Dan from Dancoa. I have a lot of questions. Number one, how dare you? Um, you made us do it, Dan. <laughs> yeah, it's all your fault. When when you encourage us to remain active in this league, and yes. when we were you know sitting there in Detroit the first day, correct. You know, this is your, all fault. your fault. Yeah, all you. Uh, Ragnar asks us, "What is your least favorite temperature?" Um. And anything over 18 to 20 degrees. <laughs> so I do really bad below like, oh God, what is that Celsius? Below like 15 Fahrenheit, which is uh, what? like 15 Fahrenheit. Jeez, that's 15. So like negative nine. Oh yeah. I mean, everyone does bad that low. <laughs> Well, I mean, okay, so here's the thing. I say I do bad when it's that low, but, like, how often does it get that low where you are? Um, maybe one day a year, ever every two years. We get a real bad cold snap where I live. But I, mm-hmm. I, like, I live on Vancouver Island. Like, it's, it's right. very mild. Um, um, so. Yeah, so in St. Louis City... We get temperatures, we get highs below freezing uh, at least 25 days a year. Yeah. So, like, would... waking up, walking out to my car, and having it be, like, uh, 8 Fahrenheit is just normal for, like, two months. I yeah, I, w- I, w- I would say that uh, we would go through a cold snap a couple times a year where mm-hmm. I would say the high, we might have highs of, like, I'll do this in Celsius just because I don't want to do the math because the mm-hmm. math algorithm is stupid. Oh, I uh, have a Google window open to type whatever number I, you I, say. We'd, we'd get highs below freezing. Sure, um, yeah. For for like maybe a week at a time, mm-hmm. a couple times a year. Um, but like it, it's it's not that it goes much further than that. Right. Um, what's the the fun one is that we get very little snow, but when oh we, yeah when we get snow, it's like. Like, and I, I, when I say apocalyptic, in relative terms, it's really not. Mm-hmm. It's uh, like when you look at like Newfoundland and uh, right the Maritimes, and that you see like the nine foot snowfalls overnight, and you're just it's it's not like yeah. that. Like we'll get like six inches overnight. Um, but problem is that everyone here is used to the mild mild climate. Mm-hmm. Um, and you might think that people in Canada would know how to drive in the snow. Um. You'd be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they struggle with rain on the at the best of times. So, right. um, so you, you're just sitting there like, I know how to drive in snow, but mm-hmm. the other people don't. So I'm going to stay home today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's why sometimes I say that I hate it here, even though this is like my home in St. Louis. Is stuff like we get snow from November through April. Yeah. It's just it. And then. We get one month in May where it's like, okay, it's like 60, 70, rainy, that's great. And then as soon as June hits, it's 90 Fahrenheit, 80% humidity all the way through to August. Yeah. No, I just, it it sucks. I used to, uh, to, sorry, go ahead. 
it sucks, but I'd certainly rather be out in like 95 degree heat than out in like the 15 degree cold. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I used to live in the prairies. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it would, it would be quite similar. Just like, yeah, you know, like six month winter, then six month <clears throat> hell. Summer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember when when we moved out to BC from Alberta, we left in I want to say mid May, mm-hmm. and we were sent off with a blizzard. <laughs> and awesome. I think th- I think I just remember my parents laughing about it and being like, "Ah, oh, well, we don't have to deal with that anymore because they're from nope. Ireland." Snow <laughs> is like not even something they had to deal with. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I remember my dad. My dad has told me stories like the a couple times where there there was snowfall in Dublin, and it was like a huge like city event. Right. People were like wandering around, like holy shit! <laughs> it's like the first time it snowed in like twenty years or some shit. <laughs> Probably not that drastic, but like close <laughs> enough. Like it was a huge thing. Like I remember, like. He said they, they managed to get like a skating rink set up because it was cold enough, like, the first time in forever. And it was just like, holy shit. <laughs> that is what these people could do if it wasn't just raining all the time. They'd be so much happier. <laughs> but uh, oh. that, also, that also explains why I can't be out in the sun, just because, you know, I evolved to be in constant right. rain. Right. Yeah. This is an adaptation. Yeah. Uh, we got a question from Kimmy, another of our uh, S43ers. Uh, Kimmy asks, how many glizzies do you both think you could eat in one sitting before it got weird? Take into consideration the fact that I'm looking you in the eyes the whole time. Um, so, a glizzy is a hot dog, right? This is the thing. It, it is some kind of hot dog. It's got something weird on it. I, I don't think it's cheese. Um, I'm Googling this because I actually I don't remember. What is a glizzy? It's some kind of a hot dog. Uh, um, I don't know. It's a hot. It, dog. Might, it might just be a hot dog. Okay. Well, 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 for the for the sake of uh, the pod, we'll just say it's a hot dog. Yeah. How many hot this, dogs could we eat before it got weird? If Kimmy is staring us in the eye. So this this uh, restaurant. This is where I'm gonna peg this from. This deli has a hot dog called the Glizzy Hot Dog. It's a quarter pound beef dog. One second. <laughs> there we go. Uh, quarter pound beef dog, warm bun. You can add chili if you want. So that's that's where I'm gonna go. Okay. Um, I would I would typically just eat a hot dog with ketchup. Honestly, I don't. I'm not a huge mm-hmm. hot dog guy. I don't like putting stuff on them. Um, how many hot dogs could I eat with Kimmy staring at me? Honestly. I would not like to be in that position because Kimmy is a ginger. Um, <laughs> and if you allow him to stare into your soul, you won't have one. Um, so I'm going to go with um, zero with him looking at me. If he was looking towards the floor and just happened to be sitting there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, if, if I was trying, like, I don't know how big are the hot dogs. 
so let's let's put it somewhere between so that that website said quarter pound hot dogs. Those are like restaurants oh, hot dogs. Okay, like so like, are we like the top dog, like you know, your average like barbecue hot dogs, like those like you know, like five inch long mm-hmm. three quarters of an inch thick ones. Like, yeah, I'm thinking standard, I'm thinking like, hot dog contest hot dogs. Yeah, exactly. I'm thinking like Nathan's dog size. Uh, like somewhere I, between somewhere between like three and four ounces. Uh, like a six-inch hot dog on a normal bun. This is the hard-hitting hockey discourse we needed. Um, right? Yes, exactly. I like. I don't. I don't want to say a number that sounds stupid low, but I just feel like I'd get <laughs> full after like right. five or six. Like I, I'm like I'm. I'm not a small guy. Like I, I can. I can eat, but <laughs> so. I just kind of feel like eating five or six of those in one sitting probably is getting to the point where you'd just be mm-hmm. uncomfortable after. But with bun, I think is the big limiter. If you're if you're doing just hot dogs, like just dogs, no buns, that number gets a lot bigger. I know yeah. for me it does. Yeah. Uh, so for my consideration, I actually really like eating food with people. That's like one of the things that I like to do the most. That's the thing that I've hated the most about. Uh, being in quarantine for apparently the rest of my fucking life because the thing's just going to kill us all. Yeah. Uh, is I like going to eat with people. I like hanging out at restaurants with people. I like sharing food with people. Uh, yeah, so Kimmy can stare me in the eyes as long as he wants. I could, I'd still probably put down like five if somewhere around there. Okay. And at that point, I'd be like, uh, I think I'm about done. I think. It's it's weird that Kenny is not eating himself. That that is a little weird. Maybe like, maybe he I, is eating and also looking you in the eyes. That would be a different a different story. D- see, like that that actually just kind of sounds like something Kimmy would actually do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm down with yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, just don't steal my soul, please, Kimmy. <laughs> so now we're in a now we're in Jobin and Pinto. Uh, Hot feet hour, so let's just lightning round these. All right, uh, Jobin, my favorite uh, asterisk all star. Yes, uh, two time asterisk all star. Yes, yeah. Uh, to both of <laughs> I don't hope he doesn't have a good season in the SHL for <laughs> Hamilton or we're in fucking trouble. <laughs> Holy man! Hey, it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a Jobin season without a uh, established site GM with like two to four years of service. Uh, calling into question the legitimacy of his all-star bid. And he takes it so well. It's right. It's just like, oh, I'm sitting there in a thread just being like, why is everyone getting bad at this guy? Like, like <laughs> um, and, and then it just happens again. Um, yeah. Hey, at least there wasn't a Thunderdome this time. Yeah. That's the, all I'm going to say. The A and uh, Joven stands for playoff MVP. Oh, that's in his SIG. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that was a good quote. Uh, to both of you, how much of a block of Velveeta do you think you could eat in one sitting? Velveeta, uh, like the processed cheese? Yes, like a processed American cheese. Um, processed cheese makes me sick, so I'm probably going to sit this one out. Yeah, uh, if if it was like gun to my head, first thing I would say is, why the fuck do you have a gun to my head making me eat processed cheese? Um, Kimmy's I can do weird. so much better stuff. I think this... Uh, if if you told me Kimmy also wrote this question, I believe. <laughs> uh, 
I think the answer to this question is I could probably eat like somewhere between a quarter pound to a half pound of Velveeta cheese in one sitting. I would not feel good in the second half, but I think I could do it. Yeah, I mean, I just processed cheese makes me sick, so like that, it, <laughs> it, it, it wouldn't stay down. Gotcha. Um, uh, Jovan continues: Are store brand pop tarts acceptable? Um, and yeah. So I'll I'll put this in I'll put this in a two part answer for me. Uh, first, yeah, they're fine. Uh, they're not bad necessarily, but I mean, the second part is for me. I am fortunate enough to not have the not be in a financial situation where I have to decide. So I can buy the name brand ones, and I prefer the name brand ones. So I just buy those. But are store brand acceptable? If I had to choose, and I had a constraint, yeah, sure. I, I just I I don't remember the last time I ate a pop tart. They're just not a thing for me growing up. They oh man, my mother was for uh, twenty four years worked in early childhood, worked as a in a daycare. Yeah. So yeah. I am extremely familiar with uh, pop tarts, with uh, crunchy Cheetos, uh, <laughs> with uh, and with. All kinds of similar snack or similar uh, snack foods, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I just, uh, well, yeah, I, I don't know. I, like, they're fine. I've had them. It's just like, once mm-hmm. it's one of those things where you don't grow up having something consistently enough for it to become like an actual thing, right? You just, you just kind of get to adulthood, and you're just, you just don't think of that thing anymore. Right. Um, so that's how it is. Like, if I was having, if I was going to the store and I was picking out something like cereal based or kind of like moderately unhealthy breakfast food mm-hmm. i'd be it'd be corn pops every time okay wouldn't know about anything else the one for me is freezer waffles that's the one i never think of see i'd i'd be i'd be far more likely to go with um like eggo waffles yeah and uh and, and pop tart pop tart yeah although i will say the undisputed king of toaster breakfasts is the toaster strudel and any other opinion is wrong. Again, you're banned from the South, I guess. I'm just picking random places. You're banned from my house for sure. If you Fair disagree. enough. Yeah. Uh, Jobin asks, what would your name be if you were a spaceman? Um, to my knowledge, they don't force astronauts to change their names. Yeah, I think um, it'd be the same. Yeah, I, I mean, <clears throat> I'm going to be honest, Jobin, like, Better questions next time, dude. Like I, uh, I, I can't make you an all star <laughs> anymore. That's 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 not my job anymore. Not an all star in a yeah. question asking for sure. And there's no asterisk there. <laughs> uh Pinto, Fantavins, uh Fantavins for uh for those of you who are not familiar with this nickname, uh I believe it was Pingy originally called him Fanto Beans. Then I started calling him Pinto Beans, and then he became Pinto. So if you've ever seen that nickname, you don't know why. You're welcome. The uh, Bean Man. Yeah, Pinto says, "If a tree falls in the wood, if a tree falls in the woods, Oedipus was he wrong?" Is that a quote from? Maybe I don't know. Um, I know what Oedipus is. I know what trees falling in the woods are. 
Uh, yeah, it's a, it's I, a weird. It's a weird thing. That they add anything with the word Oedipus, and it is yeah. inherently going to a weird place. Yeah, I personally do not have any feelings of sexual attraction toward my mother, but some people do. Um, yeah, I'm I mean, not like, saying that that's a good thing, but I'm hey, not going to take I mean, a moral like, stance on this at all. <laughs> you know, it's each throne at all. But <laughs> was he wrong? I'm googling this because actually, I'm curious. Cool. Well, while you oh, do that, I, I don't see anything. I don't yeah. see any reason Oedipus has anything to do with this. Um, I don't know. I'll, from I'll, a cursory Google search, but... My position is that I'm unwilling to take a moral stance on this question. Shoot. Uh, next is... Uh, that's me. Next is Jobin. Can I guest star? No. Maybe later. Uh, we, is... we only allow um, all-stars that don't have an asterisk next to their name. <laughs> well, things could change. Uh, all we yeah, know is that mean, he, he could win a legitimate all-star nod. Murphy might make the Hall of Fame. <laughs> we'll have to see. Uh, hey, that's one thing we have in common. Neither of us are making it in. Uh, you have a much better case than I do, honestly. You just don't have the longevity. Uh, if, and if literally any other league counted for the Hall of Fame, I'd be in. Yeah. Uh, Jobin says, can I guess star? Uh, we said that, but, uh, all I know is right now, the answer is no, you cannot guess star right now. Uh, can you please go through Trello's list of SHL player animals and discuss their legitimacy? No, oh, God, that's a, <laughs> that's a whole, that's a whole thing in and of itself. That's a, what oh, every God, SHL that's... player. What are the, okay. These lists are just getting out of hand. Yeah, uh, that's I. I want to see what actually happened down thread in that because I didn't. Uh, for those of you who weren't aware, I guess I guess I can spill some beans. Uh, this is almost definitely a jab at the ongoing uh, list media thing that happens. You know, where people just make a list of stuff that they copied and pasted and make media out of it um so i've i've just gone to the post and i searched my name and i was assigned an affin pincher that is a breed of dog it is horrendously ugly so while i am insulted i also have to commend trella for the accuracy um yeah good job trella fuck you so uh sentiment got bumblebee i like that bumblebees are good uh we need to stop doing shit to bees. Uh, we, we've we done a lot of shit to bees, and we need to not do shit to bees. So uh, that's that's all I have to say about bees, I guess. Ignatius Blunt got the, the booby, like the bird. Nice. So, like, uh, nice. And Cedric Robinson got the scorpion fish, which is a fish with some spikes on it. Sure. That's the most you're going to get, Jobin. Have That's, fun this, that. this reminds me of um, my my now ex. Um, <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> yeah, recent recent. Oh, wait. One here. Um, Not as funny as I thought it was. I thought you were going to start talking about the uh, the uh, alphabetized the teams ranked by alphabetical order. This is oh no 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 no! no, 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 no I'm taking this in a completely different direction now. No, she maybe yeah. she maybe take a quiz once. I think it was on like some Harry Potter site. It was uh, like oh. what's your what's your Patronus. And it gave me like an otter or some shit, and I was just like, <laughs> like, no, 
give me something. Give me something cool. <laughs> give me something cool. Like you, well, you're subjecting me to this quiz that I don't want to do. Like there better be a payoff. There wasn't a payoff. <laughs> there never is a payoff with these quizzes. Right. Uh, only pain. Right. Well, now that I've laughed wildly inappropriately in this uh in this podcast, <laughs> let's move on to the last one from uh from Pinto, which just says, "Would you rather?" Um. Sure. I'll take the risk on saying yes. Yeah. He's gonna uh, follow up with something weird. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna edit this to some we, weird we, shit. Yeah. Uh, um. Let's let's just record us saying no, so we can edit it back in later. Oh yeah, I can just no, change no, the file. No, we're yeah, not, we're not going to do that. No, yeah. I'm. I'm. No, I would rather not. <laughs> All right, cool. We'll but just edit that in if we need. Yeah, yeah. Say, if it was good, then I love. Then I love it. Thumbs up. I yes. would rather. Um. Uh, oh, we should probably do uh, the first one. And the second one. And then now we got all our bases covered. Perfect. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, and that's it. We hit the bottom of the questions thread in a, a blistering two and a half fucking hours. Holy shit. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing there that needs to be cut, really. No, yeah. We, we were pretty efficient with our time, I think. So <laughs> I, mean, I was we going to edit. Yeah. I was going to edit this, but now I think I'm just going to stick the whole fucking thing in, <laughs> into SoundCloud. Uh, we'll we'll go for production values when uh, we're talking about shit that I care about. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Uh, any any thoughts on the way out? Um, not off, not really off the top of my head. I think it's uh, it's always exciting heading into a new season. Um, mm-hmm. So, and this this is potentially going to be a very big season, off season to off season for the site. Um, mm-hmm. Just you know, a couple big drafts in a row, the possibility of expansion. So uh, there's going to be lots to talk about anyway, which is good if you're in the podcast business. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, uh, speaking of the podcast business, just to give you all an idea for those of you who uh, made the terrible fucking decision to stick around for this whole thing, uh, the the format going forward, uh, we're going to start off with some datelines, some news around the league. I'll probably come up with some talking points to, of just general stuff that's facing the league uh, that's not necessarily immediate events. Maybe we'll do some pop culture or game stuff, maybe a guest once in a while, and I'll find out. I'll figure out something fun for us to close with, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, n- not Jobin as the guest, though. Yeah, he needs to earn it. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Mm-hmm, too many asterisks. We can't be associating yeah, with that. Um, yeah. Sorry, buddy. Right. Uh, I guess if you if you say so. What uh, I'm saying is I'm not terribly sorry. Yeah, I I have to be nice to him. He's technically my team now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, until you get until you retire and get drafted with a first overall pick to fucking <laughs> as no until you get drafted no until you get drafted with a first overall pick back to Hamilton. I thought, you, I, I thought you were gearing up to say St. Louis, and I was just like, honestly, kind of like uh, Joe, Joe had responded to our IP thread, and he <laughs> said, it was, like, this is the part where I should say fuck Detroit, but honestly, if he drafted me, it would be so funny, I wouldn't even care. <laughs> uh, that, that That's pretty well how it would be if I got drafted oh. by St. Louis. 
No, the the joke that I was making is that Buffalo and Hamilton will both be competing for the cup and competing in the lottery when Baltimore and uh, and San Francisco are both at the bottom of the standings this season. <laughs> That's the joke I was making. Oh man, That's horrifying! So sad to think about. It's yeah. Some, uh, someone no. keeps letting these teams be good. Anyways, Honestly, if if I if I ever do become an SHL GM, the first thing I'm doing is blocking Lee on Discord. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it'd be hard because like we're friends. The guy's like my mentor, right? But you just you just don't give the silver tongued demon a chance <laughs> to speak sweet nothings into your ear, right? Like, just, I don't know how he does it, but I don't really want to find out. I assume it feels very violating. I I've only seen it from one side and uh, that side is being in the Buffalo war room. And yeah. it's to, to be fair, uh, I, I, nor is very much the same way in the J agree. Uh, Cause I remember when I, when I first got involved in Detroit's management and waters was the GM. I just remember waters getting super mad all the time about trying <laughs> to talk to nor about trades. And that, so they'd, they'd be like negotiating for somebody, and then Nora would come mm-hmm. in and get the guy for just dirt cheap, just yeah. absolutely nothing. I and still, then... I still have that screenshot of him in a JGM chat. I don't remember how I fucking found this or if it got sent to me, but I still have that uh that screenshot of Water saying to Nor in GM chat, "I'll trade you Robinson when you get up out of the sewer, idiot." <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll water and nor interacting is always just a highlight. Honestly, <laughs> I wouldn't know. Waters doesn't talk to me anymore. Yeah, water, waters is very quiet in Detroit these days. It sucks to see, but well, he's, uh, in, he's very, he's very talkative in Hamilton. He just uh, he knows he knows where well, he's needed. I guess. Well, he's not going to listen to this anyways. No, of course not. Hell <laughs> <I don't> no. <know. laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> He's actually, he's actually, I think he's actually in voice chat in, in uh, Hamilton right now. Oh man! So, well, yeah. if we needed to, if we needed to fill another fifteen minutes, then I'd call him in. But Jesus Christ, we do not. <laughs> Even if we can record an hour each, we're past that. Holy fuck! Shit. Uh, yeah, we're, we're just we're just burning through free content at this point, aren't we? Yeah, we're not even getting paid for this. What the fuck am I doing? <laughs> Cut it in half and submit the next part tomorrow. <laughs> I'll just add a little, add a post. Yeah, just in <laughs> just post. Cut it, cut it in mid sentence in one part and just be like, do a little outro, just like, all yeah. right, part two tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, part two on Monday when the week rolls over, technically. We, we want to get our extra million. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, well, I think that's all we got for today. Uh, if you're still listening, I'm sorry. Thank you. I'm sorry. Uh, if you are a media grader listening this, to this to see if we have anything, which I'm sure you'll find hilarious, the idea of media graders listening to podcasts. Uh, <laughs> yeah, as a, as a former media grader. <laughs> yeah. To, yeah. To you, I say... Wink, wink, guys, right? Yeah. To, you uh, skip, to, you, welcome, welcome to the podcast. This is the first part you've listened to. <laughs> Uh, to the media graders, I say uh, you're welcome uh, because this is what you signed up for and uh, we're giving you some quality content. You deserve it.
Um, and I think that's our show for today. We'll be back at you eventually, maybe in a few weeks, if we decide we want to keep doing this thing. Thanks to the Simulation Hockey Network for uh, taking us under the banner, excited to represent them with this fucking garbage. <laughs> We're bringing down the uh, bringing down the bar across the line. This um, is this is absolutely like when some major network hires a washed up celebrity. Yes, absolutely. Uh, washed up is the do a talk show, and then it's just absolute garbage like this is this is it like we're well, we're in the twilight years of our sim <laughs> sim lives well you're still near the top you just want a cup i'm definitely washed up uh let's uh oh I also, you have I also had a finals run where i had two points the entire time yeah well sometimes you <laughs> need to defend more i guess uh you got anything to plug that if i'm not on the penalty kill <laughs> Uh, anything to plug or promote? Um, no, honestly. All right. I'm not uh, a rapper or anything. I don't have a SoundCloud to promote. Um, <laughs> um, I, I, could, I could be if it, if it would make you guys happy, but I don't uh, think it would. I really don't. Well, I'll, I'll do an SHL promo or SHN promo. Keep an eye out for the uh, second half of the off-season trades analysis. That's dropping relatively soon. Keep an eye out for the PDO chapter of the Advanced Stats Guide. That should be coming out this weekend on either the 24th, 25th or the 26th. Um, some reoccurring stuff coming around that you're used to seeing in the league. Uh, three stars of the week, the awards race, the uh, power rankings, all that's coming when the regular season starts. So exciting time for SHN. Keep an eye out. And that's our show. Thank you, Tig, for putting up with it. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll come at you later. We're sorry. We are sorry.